don't understand what that means. Ian Prednikast, another Carlton podcast, brought to you by 121 Media and MGA Traffic. My name's Sean Peter Budge. Timbo Slice is here. How are you, Tim? Pretty damn good, <laughs> Sean. What was that stupid thing you used to say about feeling dangerous or something? Any fitter, I'd be dangerous. Yeah. I can't keep up with that ruse at the moment. The waistline's uh, suffering, as is my football club. I think they're interlinked. So, hopefully... <laughs> on the way in and out of the bye, we start looking good. I'm looking forward to the bye. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to Dubai? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just looking forward to the bye. I can just have one week respite. It'd be like day release from the prison. Just got one day. Just we don't have to think about it. Nothing. Can't lose this weekend. Can't lose. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll drop a bombshell. Uh, here he is. Thanks for the invite to watch the FA Cup, by the way. Oh. <sighs> Well, I just didn't want you around. Didn't respond to my text either. I Pro- saw it probably late. Good move. No, I had it. No, I had it on. Um, I had it on silent because I didn't want messages coming from others. But I missed Sean's. Yeah, I took it as a big fuck off. So no, I just no, no. Didn't respond. Just didn't didn't follow it up. How many times do you and I have conversation via texts or chats, whatever you want to call? Them? Very infrequently now, because obviously um, you're 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 distancing yourself from me of late. I've noticed. He <sighs> he said this more than once, hasn't he? Because it's true. It's it's incorrect. It sounds jilt. Feels like he's jilted. Oh no, I've accepted it. Oh, accept it. Yeah, I've accepted it. No, and uh, you were over my house last week. I I I wind you. I dined you. Why did I come to your house last week to record? To record the podcast. Yeah. Did I not invite you to stay for dinner? You did. Thank you. And then you fell asleep on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) I just went. All right, I'll leave then. Good (laughs) boy. I didn't fall asleep on the couch. You absolutely did. And I went, all right, then I'll head off. I'll <laughs> see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> see you next time, guys. I, I don't think I fell asleep on the couch. You, you were lying down on the couch and you were drifting in and out of consciousness. Oh, and it was about 8.30 and I went, all right, then. That's I suppose that's it. Oh, mate. You know. It was a good night up until then, though. Yeah, I, I suppose so. And I got in the car and made the long trek home. Stayed overnight in... Uh, Doreen or wherever, and then completed the rest of the journey the next morning. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> Why would you have gone further out from my house to stay overnight in uh, Doreen? It's just a joke. He's just it's, it's, a a pretty sh- it's, it's a pretty shit one. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it worked. You, you get a bit prickly about it. No, no. I'm not prickly. Jesus. Yeah, you are. Anyway, what did you make of last night? Because you didn't, you didn't talk to me about it during the game, obviously, because you didn't invite me it was over a pretty and, sh- and you didn't respond to my message, so I'm not sure what your thoughts are. Pretty bad. Not an awfully great game. To concede two crap goals. Well, the first one was an outstanding all-time great yeah, FA Cup just, goal. The just, one just, was just crap to yeah. concede it. Yeah. yeah. It was, I mean, that's unfortunately the first one that can happen. And and then the second one, it's like, mate, it's just, it's, it wasn't even well hit. You know what I love about the the Manchester City chat and people are like, I. Oh. So Ilkay Gundogan, magnificent performance on the day, fantastic. City far too good on the day. We had some moments and, and we were okay in patches and... You know, even um, Garnacho had a moment when he came on and just wide and you sort of thought, oh, you know, he's... I'd have started him. Maybe, but anyway, the point being, you know, we had some moments, ultimately we weren't quite good enough and we come come up short. Mm. Um, 
And you got Ilkay Gundogan's obviously the player of the match. Fantastic performance, scores two great goals. And I thought, oh, geez, how long? Geez, he's been at City for seven years. I was like, wow. Like he's a weird sort of player where you go, geez, he has been there for seven years. And I looked it up. They signed him for like twenty-one million pounds. And I remember thinking, bull fucking shit. You signed twenty-five-year-old Ilkay Gundogan for twenty-one million pounds. Bull fucking shit. And that's the problem with Manchester City. You did not sign this guy. When Everton are buying Gilfie Sigurdsson, you know, just a little bit after that. For how's, four, how's Gilfie going? He's in chi- uh, prison for child pornography trafficking or something. Is that right? Um, but th- he, I think Everton signed Sigurdsson for $45 million. And you're going, so you're, you've signed Ilkay Gundogan for 21, 25 years old. Fucking get lost. You're going, this, you are cooking the books and have been cooking the books for God knows how long. Yeah. And worse than that, the teams that you're dealing with are obviously in cahoots with you. So you've obviously gone to Dortmund and said, say the fee's 21 and we'll give you, we'll give you 40 or we'll, fr- we'll do something, we'll give you a sponsorship or we'll, you know, we'll backdoor it somehow, we'll massage this. And the other teams are going, yeah, sure, what a fun. Obviously. Because the number how, of How times- old is he now? 31 or 32. Because there was talk that he – that. They would offload, might a lot could offload him at the end of the season. They he, will. He might have saved his bacon with a couple of key goals when it mattered, but um, there was talk he was going to come to Arsenal. You know the funny thing is, he'll probably go to Arsenal for either the same amount of money amount. or more yeah. than when they signed him in his absolute prime. He had a few injuries. I think he had a knee problem, but he, he was thought he's a fantastic yeah, but player. But that's just inflation. No, but you just go. This is just symptomatic of the problem with Manchester City. And before yeah. anyone says, "Oh, United," no, well, United earned their money. United earned their financial position, their economic strength in the market by virtue of being a strong team and investing in the stadium and having success on the pitch and all that kind of stuff. And it's just that sports washing, that sports doping thing, you sort of watch City and you go, you're a brilliant, brilliant team. And even things like Haaland, you know, this idea that um, they triggered his release clause and his release clause was 55 or 60 or whatever. And it's like, no, you probably gave him 25 and you probably gave his dad 10 and you probably gave someone else, whoever, you probably gave them 10. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, when Barca signed Neymar and they said, oh, we bought him for X and the, the figure was actually double that. Yeah, because of all the all this, layers. All the, yeah. the, the backdoor deals and, and all that kind of stuff to get him. But, no, look, I think in the end, City are clearly the best team in the world. Yep. Um, far too good for us. Not just on the day, but That's across the season. And, absolutely, um, I, d- I, I don't want. And as I said, we we had some little bits and pieces, patches here and there where we were all right. We've we're we're a ways off them. Everyone is, yeah, mm. because they're signing guys who should cost them sixty million for a third of that. Yeah, but, um, Newcastle will be doing the same thing, but they shouldn't. No, but here's the thing: they shouldn't be able to. Because that's the point of the financial fair play and the um, your revenue streams informing your spend and stuff like that. And City have been – that's the crux of the argument is City have been cooking the books. Yeah, purchasing beyond well, they are, they are under, means. They are under investigation. So They probably – look, to be, it won't happen, but they probably should be very, very heavily sanctioned. So if, but if – But what are the sanctions? I, I would I, – to be honest, if they are guilty of the – Dozens, isn't it? It's like it's like, it's like it's eighty like, or something. I thought it was like one hundred and forty. Some different ridiculous charges. amount of sanctions. If they're guilty of the majority of those, and if they have been cooking the books, just deceiving financial fair play, incorrect reporting of numbers, well, you just won the FA Cup. No, well, team. No, we're well, not even that. They would just vacate. 
the tournaments that they won or the Premier Leagues that they won. But you're sort of going, well, geez, lesser teams in lower leagues of England have been hamstrung and pushed to the wall because of infractions similar to this and declaring bankruptcy and being demoted and Juventus were famously demoted and whatever. I'd fuck them off. Yeah, but that was for cheating. This is cheating. This is cheating. So I would fuck them off. I would say I would almost I'd almost kick them out of the football. I, I, I'd almost kick them out of the football league. I, I, I and say you know what, mate, we'll see you if all your boys want to hang around. We'll see you in five years minimum. I don't want to be the one who's sticking up for Manchester City. No, 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 no. Hold if on. they've done what they've accused been accused of doing, okay, but they have to be. Punished. Why is fi- uh, financial fair play brought in to stop stuff like this? No, it was to stop people. Spending money they don't have because clubs were going under. No, no. And the other, the other mechanism, of course, is to stop sports doping, which is this, which is spending money you don't earn. And okay, then that yeah, creates. No, no, no. So if we get bought out, the problem is, if you know, no, no. if we get bought out by the Saudi guy, yeah. Newcastle obviously are now privately buying a golf state, going, well, it's good for the teams that are in that position because you're going to compete and you're going to always compete. Mm. That's not what competition's about. Yeah. You're never going to see Leicester again. You're never going to see Spurs make that run where they maybe kind of almost could have – they'll never compete ever again. The Premier League title or the titles in whatever other countries, PSG in Paris and France, it'll be won by two or three teams every single year forever. And you don't want that. Every cup will be won every single year. Like the idea that you think about it. Yeah, but hold the on. First double, the first double Manchester United ever, ever did was 1994, ever. That was the first – League Cup double ever. Arsenal's first, I think, it was in the seventies. They didn't do another one. They did one ninety eight. Going, they are so rare because they're hard to do because you don't have the squad to do it. It's it, and that's why and you win. probably need a bit of luck. You need a bit of luck, yeah. and that's why United winning the but treble all, all has been do, done once it's in England. Doing. It's been done once in or well, once in Italy, I think. It's been Barcelona have done it, but it doesn't happen. Bayern have done it, but it doesn't happen once every ten years. I don't think Barca have done. It. I think Bayern have done it. Barca have done it. They won six fucking trophies in one year, mate. They won everything. <laughs> With my balls, I've got But no the problem time being from. that the thing being that you can't, you can't have it like the, these extraordinary achievements by teams that double. You might see one in a decade, maybe. What's your issue with Barcelona? I hate Barcelona. Why? Well, they they do some weird, they do some not great stuff as well. With, I, I with just their books I, and I reporting hate and the way. Well, they, and that's my point. But that's, no, that's my point. My, yeah. m- what again? Spending money they don't have. Take take this. Getting take, tax write-offs. Yeah, government th- stuff. this is the, that's another issue, but. The financial fair play essentially boils down to you can only spend what you generate, correct? And that's to protect the teams that you spoke about earlier? Yeah, but hold on. So you don't get a lead situation, obviously, Berry or another one? You don't get that sort of situation? Yes. So that was primarily why it was brought in. And so you don't like the fact that it's evolved to actually have – you would, yeah, okay, protecting clubs from themselves, but then protecting the pyramid from clubs who can become far too powerful. The Saudis, in the case of Manchester City, they go around it because why can't Bates did it before Abramovich took over at Chelsea and Abramovich did it and now Bowley's doing it. It's just, Bates didn't do it. It's his, yeah, oh, no, you think Chelsea were generating money. He was propping up the club and obviously when yeah, but they weren't, expenses yeah, but they weren't, got to, to a point, everyone yeah, was like, oh, you don't like spend City, anymore. But Chelsea weren't like City. No, but hold on. City have a benefactor. That's fine. And what they do in the community in the, the City Football Group yeah. project and what they've done around the Etihad in Manchester and their investment in women's football, you go, out-fucking-standing. Well done. 
you've spent your money and you've been very altruistic about it and you've built this sports project that is the envy of the world. You're going to got the city football campus and you go, wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Did it help them yesterday? Uh, oh, well, everything about terms of building their academy <laughs> no, and all I that meant, kind of stuff. I meant the A-League. Uh, well, not yesterday, no. <laughs> but, but, but the point being, you know, what you're saying, yeah, that's fine. And what they've done for football in Manchester and what they've done for football in Greater Britain as well, you go, it's really good stuff. And what they've done for that club in isolation is fantastic stuff. But if the charges levelled against them are proven, the, the punishment can't be too severe. Like, it, it can't be. What they've done is systematically cheated for a decade. And you just shrug, oh, well, who cares? Go, no, it's not well, well, why, well, it's, it's, well, what's the point of following a team then? What's the point of even following? What's, if a team like Manchester United, as haphazardly and, and shoddily as we have been run for a long time, if a team like Manchester United can't compete with them... God help anybody else. God help anyone else. Liverpool won the title. And then what happened? Okay. Well. Liverpool had to put together seasons, unprecedented seasons, to even be in the conversation with them yeah. and still didn't win. You go and that was it created and it forced these teams to be as good as anyone has ever been in England, and it still wasn't good enough. And, and Arsenal's year this year was off the charts was for relative to what they've been in the last few years, and they'd they'd worked hard to add pieces, competing against the giants of sport as you, of soccer, as you've said, to try and compete yeah. to get quality in. And we pushed and pushed and pushed and okay. got, and, and we had no other competitions. Under the old model. And we I'm, had no other competitions to distract ourselves from. I don't want to tip. And it still wasn't good enough. I don't want to tip my club into it. But under the old model, where it is purely whatever you generate, you can spend, mm. it suited us because we could generate more than everybody yeah, else. But it's still unfair that we spend more than everybody no, else. No, yeah, but is but, that but then you'll never get what you had with this rise of talent that came through your own academy, academy. to become a great that's team what, again. But that's what underpinned like that, it. That, that, that's, what, that's what the sport needs to be. Tim's actually... Well, what, was, what you under, think no, it was, it was cap, coincidence cap. that you were the second best club during that era? You probably spent the second most amount of money. Yeah, but they also had, once again, a, a bedrock built upon years of history and being a strong team and building to that point where they could spend that money. And United, as Tim just pointed out, what underpinned that run the Ferguson run once it got going, was a production line academy, which meant that they didn't have to spend on a right-sided midfielder because they had David Beckham. They didn't have to spend on a left-sided midfielder because they had Ryan Giggs. They didn't have to spend on a number 10 because they had Paul Scholes. They didn't have to buy a right-back because they had Gary Neville, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, who they developed themselves and built themselves. And in the case of a Phil Foden, City have done that. It's fantastic. He's come through their academy. Wonderful. He's one. He's one. <laughs> and they've got a couple others who they loan out and this, that, and the other. Yeah. But like I said, I just scoff because I remember looking at Gunduan, who was wonderful in the final and fantastic match winner. I remember thinking, geez, just out of my own interest, I was like, how long has he been there for? Because they mentioned in the telecast it might be his last game. And I looked up, I was shocked. Seven years and he was 21 million pounds. And I just went, that is a fucking lie. <laughs> no way he cost him 21. And not at you, 25. Not at 25. Yeah. Not given what he'd done at um, Borussia Dortmund. And it's a joke. Do you not think there's ways around it for him? No, there shouldn't be. And you know what stops you, it? You tell me You know what stops it? A company can be a sponsor, but a person... Uh, okay, Gary Neville... We're going to get off track here. Gary Neville had spoken about this... We might, even, we might even cut <laughs> this and start... The, the, Gary Neville had spoken about we this We should put length. this at the end of the podcast. Yeah, even Jamie Carragher had mentioned it, this idea that... Manchester City generate more sponsorship revenue than Manchester United and there were a couple of other big European clubs and they just went, no. No. Nope. But nope. They said, so this idea of that what they are inflating is the market value. So they're just cooking the books 
And if someone like a Deloitte or a KPMG were to come along and Price say Waterhouse Cooper. Price Waterhouse Coopers, <laughs> they're in hot water themselves. But if someone was to come along and say, look, the median um, shirt sponsorship. If United is this, Liverpool is this, blah 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 blah. But why can't they have? Just say, they will say, why can't we? We are because you'd say the best team going around at the moment. How so come- why did the NBA block um, Chris Paul's move to the Lakers? They vetoed it. They just said no, no, too big, too big, not a fair deal, not an equitable deal. So the FFA or whoever, or FFA Australian Football, the FA or whoever would just simply say, look, based on your sponsorship revenue, you are clearly you're getting 40% over what the biggest club in the world's getting commercially said, so that's not right. I, see, you still – if there is somebody out there willing to pay it – But they own the club, Fab. These, these, they, they own the club. So ethically, it is completely unacceptable that they are then inflating the sponsorship revenue to circumvent – the rules and regulations that are there to perfect to um, protect because the, integrity the rules of the don't allow for them to just write a blank check because they shouldn't. Yeah, they should. But, but it, no, what, they shouldn't. But what Sean's if, saying, if, if I wrote, if I wrote the money, just say I, you can't run it at a loss. I get that because that. But if I say, well, why can't you run it at a loss if you want to? By your logic, why can't I run it at a loss if I want to run it at a loss? Because when they get sick and tired of it, they can walk away. You know, I don't, and, what's and, your and, rationale? And, and, and so not, I, if your rationale is then I, why can't I just run it at a loss? I'm a billionaire. Club, but if the club's not and in I'm debt, happy to cop, I'm happy to cop the losses. That's it. But if – no, no, you could cop it. So that, exactly You can't right. have them on the club because so then okay. when you get sick and tired of playing fantasy football well, – that's the risk. That's the risk. So what about Barry and all those other clubs? We just so, don't give a fuck about them because they're in the lower reaches of the pyramid. But when it's Man City, it's, oh, but they're Man Cause City. Because there's some six-year-old little kid yeah, that loves his football. And they're owned and, by and, the Gulf State. Yeah. And it's, oh, look, they're too big to go down. No, and, and fuck they go, them. And they go, we don't, we don't want to do this anymore. And they try and sell it to somebody else who then can't maintain yeah. the wage bill of what they've got because they've been operating beyond their means. If, if... If they are found, I don't know if I've got the right one. If they are found guilty of the transgressions for which they are accused, they honestly need to be, it needs to be the biggest punishment, the biggest sporting sanctions ever handed down in professional sport. I would expel them from the Football League. Arsenal just won the league. I would expel them from the Football League (laughs) and say, you're too big, yeah, you'll come back, enjoy the National League. Yeah, you'll just come straight back up, you will. You'll bounce straight back up. You know what you'll have to do though? No one's going to want to come to you for five years. Yeah. So enjoy it. They did it fantastic, That they, what they did to Juve, when they just said, no, nah, you're down. And you know what Juve did after that? They won 10 titles in a row. But that's owing to the ineptitude, again, the financial irresponsibility of like an AC Milan and an Inter Milan. That's opportunistic on, on Juve's part, but they copped, the, they copped the whack that they deserved and they bounced back from it. Another said, Rio City, fantastic, brilliant team, brilliant players, best team in the world. Far too good for Manchester United last night, far too good for their 19 rivals in the Premier League and they'll be far too good for Inter Milan and they'll win a treble and it will not be... As meritorious as it should be. It will not be even comparable to the one that Manchester United won. Won't even be in the ballpark of going head-to-head in a fantastic title I don't want to sound like... uh Johnny Rainclad? Yeah, oh, no, just sour grapes type of thing, especially after. Do you know that last night the penalty that Manchester City conceded mm. was the only goal they conceded in the FA Cup this year? Is that right? Year. It was a horrendous decision, too. No, it was a penalty. Quietly. It was a handball. It's it a penalty. It actually wasn't. 
No, it was. It hit his hand. His hand was away from his body. It hit his hand. It's a but, handball. But it's a penalty. It didn't impact the game. It doesn't matter. It's a no, handball. No, it's a handball. He, he handballed it in the box. I'm not happy with that. How's well, the handball? How was the uh, Sevilla Roma? Well, wait, well, we weren't happy when we were duking it out with Brighton uh, and Luke Shaw got done for a guy heading the ball to his hand from a corner literally a foot away. And it was a penalty. Bad luck. There's the win. See you later. Back to Manchester, boys. Fuck you. So that's just how it goes. You sound, I don't know, bitter. Yeah, it's it's like it's obviously hit a nerve, and I, and I, and I get what you're saying. Never but but, but I think before. in general, I mean, aside from the hey, fact that the, never spoken about this before, aside well, from the fact that the rant has happened We're the day after the FA Cup, I, I don't think I don't think there's any relevance in that. It's been talked about for a fair while. I mean, I, I no, well, this is a problem, Tim. We spoke this discussion about what they've done has just blew up, mm. and then has now just gone away. Yeah, and they've been allowed to continue on and claim what should be the crowning achievement of their existence as a football club and everyone's just meant to turn the other way and forget completely, forget all about this investigation that's been ongoing and is probably the most systemic cheating uh, ever orchestrated by a professional sports team in the history of organised sport. And we're all just meant to go, but what a great team though, fantastic stuff, great, great wins, you won everything. It's just, that's not what sport's about. It's what Gary Neville spoke about with the Super League and he just said this isn't what sport's about. It's about competition. It's about fair play. There will always be a team better than another. We're going to talk about one of those teams uh, at length. Um, there will always be teams that are better than others, and it's up to you to find a way Find a way to be better than others. And when your way is sports doping, it's probably got to be stopped. I don't know. Well, don't ever the, the, fucking the, no, don't no, no. ever whinge to me no, ever, no. ever again, ever. No. No, don't ever I don't, to me. No, I think they've gone outside the rules. I think the rules are bullshit. I think the rules are bullshit. And by way of, I understand not spending money you have, they have it. Whether it be through a benefactor or not, they've got the money. But they don't, this is the problem with that. They don't just have a little bit more. They've got a lot more. And if we get taken over by Sheikh bin Halali, whoever the bloody hell's going to take us Great over. Great for us. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Yeah. PSG have been doing it, but no one's cracked the shits because no one really gives a fuck about the French League and they can't win the Champions League to save themselves. Just, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm incredibly disappointed with your attitude about all this. I'm not even joking. Your attitude is disgraceful. In what sense? You're just so like, ugh, whatever. It's not if whatever. Ugh, I just don't want to. Who cares? You're like, well, if you do, like... you, do you honestly think they're going to be found guilty of any charge? Um... I've no faith that they will be, but if they are, the sanction—they're not going to be. If they are, the sanction needs to be unprecedentedly severe to send a message. No one, no one. It will be an interesting watch because no one ever did cheated. We weren't the only team cheating the salary cap, but no one ever did it after we got caught. Yes, they did. Adelaide did. To Kurt Tippett. No, that was different. That was um, draft tampering. Draft tampering. But no one ever did it because they went, oh, fuck. And other teams have been sanctioned with picks and stuff, but no one ever did it because when we were punished, we were caught. They made an example of us. Yeah. And I'll say it again. I'm incredibly disappointed with your attitude about all this. You're not upset. You're just disappointed. No, yeah, that's exactly right. You're just <laughs> can, like, I, can I change pace, just different sport all of a sudden? Can we just add this to the end of the pod? No, possibly. Did you see the performance of Faith Kipigon? I don't over. even know who that is, Tim. So she is a two-time world champion... Uh, 1500 meter runner from Kenya. 
and you get some obscure stuff. No, no, no. This is it, but she she's been trying of late um, to try and break the world record, a world record that stood for about ten years. Uh, Ethiopian woman, I think, uh, had um, held it before. Anyway, finally, um, she she got her win, broke the world record by a second. She ran three forty nine one. Fantastic performance. Her last four hundred, she ran in fifty eight eight. For a woman, when you think about the four-minute mile and how hard that was, and you've got to run four laps in a minute or less, she's finished the end of her 1,500 running a 58.8. What would you say, Tim, if the track she was running on was actually only 350 metres long? Well, I'd take your point that you're talking uh, about. It's but just, yeah. but it's can just I, the way it was built, I suppose. It's not, our, it's not can, her fault. Can I add something else? In the same race... What, what um, are you on no, about? No, stop. Listen, let me finish, and then, then, then you can have your right of reply. Um the girl that finished third in the event is an Australian girl named Jessica Hull. Oh, did she? Did her Achilles, I believe. Did she not, Tim? No, no, that's a different woman. She was the steeplechaser, and she's married to one of the other male runners whose name escapes me. Craig Mottram? No, no. But, um, Peter Boll. She, she broke the Australian record. She got beaten by 60 metres in this race. 60 metres, broke an Australian record. That's because old mate uh, Kippy Gong's running on a shorter track. <laughs> That's just, but that's just how it goes, I suppose. You are you're very, that's very hurt goes. by this, aren't you? No, I'm just, I'm just, I think that no one's – I just think that when you've got a team on the doorstep of history and we should all be probably talking a little bit more about how they've got there. Well, I, I, um, think, I think what is interesting, and again, changing tack again, you're wearing your Buffalo Bills hat, um, the salary cap that exists in – I mean, basketball's a bit different because they have the luxury tax and all that sort of stuff, but in – NFL, when you've got a hard salary cap and you've got your 53 players and you elect you know, who you pay, what position and all that sort of stuff, and at the end of the season, the pieces all get broken up because when you have a good season, everybody wants to get paid more and you cannot... They want their bread. You cannot physically pay everybody. So you every year, you lose a player. So, you know, Fab's Eagles have a great season. They go awfully close to winning a Super Bowl. That 53 is not the same 53 that front, fronts up the next no. year. And, and there are guys that are going to move. We lost to Miles Sanders. Yeah, but who did you pick up? Oh, we picked up an um, – Picked up a good one at Yeah, decent, a decent replacement, yeah. Who was that? It's all, ev- evading me at the moment. It's not Kareem Hunt or it's, it's not, no. not Chubby or anyone like that, is it? No, 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 no. Somebody good. Anyway, but but that's where the salary cap is – is known and it becomes... Kareem Hunt is the one. Was he not the rapist we were trying to figure out one day? Don't Jeez. know that he was the rapist. That's, you don't want to be known as that guy in dispatches, do you? When well, people are trying you, to place you... You don't want to be named as that guy well, and, and that, have it be wrong. You don't, it was well, him, you don't want to be it the was guy Hunt, Hill, weren't they all... People are trying to like remember you and they're like, is he the rapist? Is he the guy that's the rapist? No, therapist. Therapist. <laughs> one, of the great, one of the great SNL moments of all time. <laughs> Um, but again, we, we mean the salary cap. The salary cap. I'm not advocating for that because we're not. I'm not saying that if you don't have money, you can't spend money. You yeah. can't flex your financial muscle. No one's saying that. They're just saying, don't cook the books. Well, if there's a limit that you can operate, to, Hunt was released and- by the Chiefs on the 30th of November after a video of him physically assaulting a woman and kicking her on the ground, Ooh. but well, not raping her. Not raping. Her. <laughs> it's not great though, is it? Because they had him. They had Tyreek Hill. They had Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's a track mate. 
Have you seen Tyreek Hill run? He's about like the size of that bottle of water, isn't he? Yeah, but he's like a cheetah. Yeah, mate. He's, he's just like a cold spring, like just a spring just ready to Speaking explode. of um, untoward actions towards women, is anyone been catching up with our man, Army Hammer? No, what's he done this time? No, nothing actually. He's done nothing. Did he do he eat people? No, he, he, apparently he, the, the messages were vague as to whether or not he has eaten someone. He said he's eaten the beating heart of an animal. Like he's hunted and killed an animal and the, ripped the its heart, heart and eaten its heart still warm. And it's like, that's strange. And he suggested he would like to do that to, to someone he was talking to online. Um, no, so he hasn't done anything as far as I'm aware. I think he might still be in the Cayman Islands selling those timeshares. But he has been um, – cleared's not the word. The LA County District Attorney has decided they won't be pursuing um, like charges against him for the allegations of sexual misconduct and all that. So, I mean, that's a, that's a much-needed win for Army in this long, sordid battle because uh, his reputation's in tatters. His career's in tatters. He had everything. He had everything. He's not coming back. No, you're not from that. You're not coming back. He's not coming back because I, I can't, like, Army Hammer in, whatever. Like, I'm going to be sitting no, in the cinema. Done. I'm going to be it's sitting done. in the cinema thinking, this guy might be eating people. I'm extending an invite to Again. you, Sean. This guy might be eating people. To go and watch. You mo- said this on the text and I responded, to, unlike you, I no, responded no, no. to your text. And I said to you, uh, you, you I was text, unsure on, on, on. as to whether or not I would be able to attend I, I, into the I, I know, I know you're, you're disappointed with me, but, you know, you've got to learn to get over it. Um, the Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. No, I'll be going to see that pretty much as soon as I can. So, so I'd like to I'll, I'll just say no then. That's fine. I'll go and watch it with others. Come watch it with me if you want. We'll watch do oh. a double session of it and Creed Six. Uh, I like it how Fab's extending an invite to join me <laughs> at seeing Oppenheimer. I'm not sure that's how invites work. I'm inviting myself, myself. to join <laughs> you whenever you go to see this film. If that is kosher with you, I'll be probably going to see it on the Wednesday night. I reckon they'll do a preview screening the Wednesday before its uh, release. So you're at, that uh, enthused at the, at the Doncaster Village Cinema. Um, I think it opens the same day. I don't know if it's in Australia. It opens the same day as uh, Barbie. You couldn't have two more, more eagerly, <laughs> more eagerly anticipated yet incredibly contrasting films. Barbie but looks like it could be. Who's in Barbie? Anything, Margot Robbie. Good on. Playing Barbie like as in the doll. Yeah. That's weird. Have you seen the trailer? No. It's it's weird. Have you seen it? No. It's very. Uh, Margot, she told a story about how she read the script and sort of thought she loved it, but they'll never let us make this. Yeah. Like, it's so bizarre. It looks a bit like, do you see, uh, it's not the same as Bewitched, but the idea is that she's in her little Barbie world, this little Barbie universe. Yeah. And then she leaves that universe and enters the real world. All right, okay. And you're like, that could be fucking terrible. Yes. Because it is very uninspired and boring as a trope. But the stuff in the Barbie world looks like just really freaky and strange. And it's like, it's sort of interesting, but at the same time, it could be horrendous. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, we've all tried those movies, haven't we, with a, with a variety of the stuff in of the, success. Well, the stuff in the Barbie world looks very much like The Grinch, yeah, you know, okay. when they're in Whoville, yeah, yeah, yeah. but very pink and pastely and colourful. And you're like, yeah, look, the art direction looks like it's fun and these big versions of the classic Barbie house and cars and all that. And you're like, yeah, it's a bit of fun. Mm. But... 
Like can, in Sino Man, but, but, like, but in, in reverse. But, like, can that sustain a two-hour movie? No. We'll soon find out. Blast parodies? from the Past. That's one of the, one of the other ones that With, I like. With uh, Brendan Fraser, Fraser and, and Alicia, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. yeah. Christopher Walken plays yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah, and they took shelter from a nuclear blast that never came. Yeah, and he woke they up thought thirty years later. In the video store or whatever it was. Yeah, it's a quaint movie that they don't make anymore. Yeah, but was sort of. Which okay. one are you talking about? Blast from the past. Good movie. No, I've not seen it. Do it. Saw in Cena, man. Yeah, that's with Paulie Shaw, isn't it? Yeah, squeezing the jitters. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. And he was eating a burrito, hot sauce burrito. Yeah. Um. What a wonderful... Are we seriously starting a pod like this? Yeah. Well, your extraordinary apathy, apathy towards yeah. Manchester City's no, 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 it's systemic not them, decades-long cheating was it's just, just bizarre. You know nothing's going to happen about it, mate. You've got to just accept it. Well, what did you think would happen when Juve cheated? Juve? Did you just think, ah, oh, they'll let us go. We're the yeah, old that, lady. That, that's a different type of cheating. We're the old... That, that, was, that, was, that was fixing games. That's, fix, that's match-fixing. It's different. So how is this not sort of shout out to Hansi Crony? <laughs> Dead, your Dead. your boy Hansi. How how well? How is this any different? They they they're doping. They're financial doping. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Anyway, whatever. Printer DJ. Last week was I feel so by Boxcar Racer. Very. It was the twenty first anniversary of that album recently. Fucking good album. Uh, Christian Chapcoon, Don in the Den, Ewan Morton, Len Jet, and Michael M. All got it. It's just let's start over. It's, we've got to bite the bullet. Do you reckon it's that far gone? No, as in Vossi, you've got to go. You're done. Let's start oh, over. Okay. Did you see there's a rumour? Yeah, it's, I, yeah. It seems like an awfully soft target and awfully convenient. I can't see it happening. I don't understand. I heard a rumour. Uh, Banana Rama? Yes. Um, They're reforming. They say you've got a broken heart. Robert De Niro's waiting. He, he is. <laughs> he became a father recently, him and Al. Really? Uh, father or pregnant? I think Al, she's pregnant. I don't what think What the fuck is happening there? I don't know. I saw Al, we Al watched... Al McPherson? No, Al Pacino. Oh, Al Pacino. The other Al. This is good coffee. <laughs> um, you know you know, you know, you know it's Pacino script. It's got coffee. It's, it's got coffee stains on it. Um, I would have thought it was because it's a shit we script. We watched the first couple of episodes of the family Stallone. Um, is it as bad as I envisage it might be? No, nah, it's not that bad. I'd rather, as, I'd rather watch that than Bloody better? Kardashians. What's better? What do you think's better? The Family Stallone or Hogan Knows Best? Because they <laughs> seem very similar. Um, Hogan Knows Best had a few moments. It was all right. Um, but Al's in it. Oh, at, no. In episode one. Um, How? They're having a pizza. Him, Dolph, Sly. Why is Al there? Because they're mates. How are they mates? I don't know. So he's been in Hollywood for 50 years together. And um, Al looks, honestly, senile. Dead set. Bit Kevin Sheedy. Just, w- just was he wearing like heaps of scarves and like, did he look a bit like, <laughs> did he look a bit like Captain Jack Sparrow? He, he, he had. He's like on rings and necklaces. Like he had a, like a, a goatee type thing, but then he had. He's got a bit of a D'Artagnan, doesn't he? Kind of, yeah. right? But then he's got like, so obviously the cheeks are shaved, but the high cheeks had tufts of hair. It's like, <laughs> mate, you. Clean that shit up. He looked decrepit. He looked senile. He, he was he's, acting senile. He's betting 29-year-old women as well and impregnating them. <sighs> See, that's where, like, you don't want to label these these young ladies. I'm, I'm but prepared. that is gold digging 101. Oh, it's pretty bad from Al. 
<laughs> like it's not good from L. Like let's be. It's pretty bad from L. Let's be perfectly you can honest. Call me L. <laughs> when I hear L, you know who I'm thinking of? Pete Melanus. Your mate, L. L. Bundy. L. Billen. Oh, Maurice. 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 Uh, yeah, it's not good from Al. His girlfriend's 29 years old. He's like 90, is he? How old's Al? Bring that up on the 83. Google. 83. Fucking hell, hell. Yeah, I'm like, pretty sure it's 83. Just even if you settle down with a woman in her mid-60s, you're still the net positive. Maybe even late 40s. Go late 40s. Even late 40s, I reckon, is a bit of a stretch. I reckon once you get to maybe that, I don't want to be disrespectful to it, but like in terms of once you're getting a bit older, once you get to about 60, like I think it's, it's sort of immaterial. De Niro's, a, if, De Niro's 79. If there's a 15-year age gap, it's like, uh, who cares? But they've yeah. obviously got money. Like you couldn't do parenting as an 80-year-old. He won't be though. No. He'll no. be dead. He, he's not delivering the baby. I, don't, I just, you know, I saw Al doing something and I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you were talking about Jack Nicholson looking out of it last week. I was. Mm. No, I might have brought it. No, I think that was Tim two weeks ago. Yeah, talk up, yeah talked up. Oh, Jack, one of you idiots Jack potted Jack Nicholson for looking old and was like, well, he's old. He is old. <laughs> he's sitting at the basketball enjoying his Lakers and he's, he's an old man. Is that all you've got to add on the family Stallone? You're not going to give us anything about it? Or? No, I was saying that Al was looking old and decrepit. Okay. That was your biggest takeaway? No. Well, I mean, Kelly and I just watched the first four episodes, something, you know. How was Stallone's face looking? He was, he was off. It's more around his, his daughters. Was his face really tight? Tight. No, he was more around his daughters and his brother somehow. Frank? Frank's in it a, a, quite a lot. Frank's in it too much. Frank's a weirdo. <laughs> Frank's a weirdo. Frank, I was watching an episode of Red Letter Media's Best of the Worst today and they reviewed – it was an older episode. But can, I, can, I, can I do a Timbo? The three Stallone daughters? Not unattractive. Don't they all <laughs> kind of just look like him? Which is a bit unsettling when you see it. It's not, they're not, that, it's not that they're ugly, but it's like – They look too much like Sylvester Stallone. I've been staring at this guy's head for 30 years and yeah, it's yeah. a bit similar. It's a bit too close <laughs> for me to feel anything other than – <laughs> See, I hope she doesn't punch me. <laughs> <laughs> Rambo. Um, yeah, the Red Letter Media guys reviewed this film that Frank Stallone did, and he was just like this. He did movies, Frank. He did do movies. Oh, jeez. It was it was bad. I don't even know what it was called, but they were just laughing at how like how bad he came across in it. He was meant to be really well meaning, but he was just like effectively stalking this woman. He <laughs> like he was he was meant to be like worried about her, but there's a scene where he lets himself into her house, having just met her. Lets himself into her house and's like rifling through her belongings, and sort of like Frank Stallone thought this he was meant to be coming across as chivalrous and like caring. It's like no, you're coming across like a fucking weirdo, <laughs> Frank. What are you doing over there, Fat? I'm looking at what the movie was called from Frank Stallone. Uh, Frank Stallone in I think it had a two word title. Movie stars? No, I'm going to find this in about five seconds. I'm going to bring up Frank Stallone. IMDB. Why isn't this working? I have no goo. I have no internet. Are we trying to avoid talking Carlton that much? Yep. Th- that we're, we're going to allow this to be. Why don't, I have, uh, why don't I have internet in here? The internet in here is very unreliable. Are you logged on to the internet? I should be. Should connect straight away, should it not? You keep saying that, but your, uh, your iPad has had issues in the past. It hasn't had issues. It's been your terrible connection. Fab's connection. The Bluetooth in his car. Bad. You know, nothing is ever Sean's problem. 
Timbo? Well, Tim, is this my internet connection? <laughs> it's not. Anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get Yeah, on. look, Frank Stallone. <laughs> I am DB. Is Stallone a place in Italy? Is that <laughs> Did he get his name like Vito coming off the boat? They said you're from uh, Stallone. You will now be known as Stallone. And he went, no problems. He punched him in the face. Actor, previous, The Chronicles of Jesus? No. Sex Trip? No, no. Uh, Reach Me? Glory Days? No. Um, Chupa Cobra? What? Night Claws? No. It's not like Santa Claus. When was this? Is this in the 80s or yeah, something? Yeah, probably. Well, how many movies has he done? Are you in the actor section? Are you in the acting bit? Actor. Veterans Day? Nope. He's done 78 things. Jesus, that's a lot. That is an alarming, Paradise alarming Alley. amount. What was it, sorry? Paradise Alley. He's in the Rockies, I know that. It's a living hotline, staying alive. The Pink Chiquitas. What was that? What was hot? Oh. I'm going to find this. Outlaw game. Force. <laughs> no. Are you just looking for ones that got two le- two words in it? It's pretty. It's Savage pre- Harbour. It's pretty stiff here. Frank Stallone. When you type in Stallone in IMDb, is the sixth return entry. Wow. Sage Stallone is ahead of him. Killing Dead. Blue. Yes, unfortunately. Frank Stallone movies. Order of the Eagle. Diamonds. Ten Little Indians. No, it's a fucking like a film noir. Frank Stallone, known for. The Mask of the Red Death. This is going to be True Blue. Oh, that was a TV series. Easy Kill. Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk. Black Knight. Lethal Games. Mm. The Return of the Rollerblade 7. I think it's Easy Kill. Yeah, it's Easy Kill. (laughs) So if you want to have a laugh, look. type in Red Letter Media, Best of the Worst, Easy Kill. Um, and these the very, very funny Red Letter Media crew basically just go through Frank Stallone's magnum opus on screen. He's attempted at being like a leading man detective, and it's just bad. But in a kind of harmless, good, sort of funny way. It's just, a, it's just bad. And you know when you see like, and you, I feel bad for saying this about Frank, but you see Frank. <laughs> you feel bad for Frank, do you? And you but you see Frank and you kind of like, because we've, we're so familiar with um, what's the other Stallone? Sylvester, because we're so familiar with Sly, and you see Frank, and you're like, "Yeah, you're like a bastardized Sly. You're like a, a wish. Yeah, you're like a wish <laughs> version of Sly. Whereas if you didn't, he's know, a younger brother. But whereas if you didn't know either of them, you'd be like, "Yeah, you're brothers. Yeah, you do look alike." But because we're so familiar with the, the uh, successful Stallone, we see the less successful Johnny Drama Stallone, and we're like, "Oh, yeah, you're just not quite right, are you?" Anyway, moving on. Printer DJ. Poor Frank. Um, yeah, Christian Chapcoon, Don in the Den, Ewan Morton, Len Jet, Michael M. All got. I want to know feel what, so. what time we got on the clock. I'm not telling you. We all got. I feel so by uh, Boxcar Racer, which just meant about you know the Voss thing. We copied that off. It's time to go. We need to start again. Uh, moving on now to segment one of the show, talking about the football club itself. It's been a long journey to get there. Thank you for bearing with us. Um, does it hurt anymore? No. We all we all bought in. Just about every Carlton person bought in and obviously every decision the club made regarding every facet of this build was well-intentioned. But we're on to a third CEO, a second president, a third coach, a second list manager. 
I don't know about either of you, and I'll never stop supporting the club, and I'll never stop no. going each week. We won't stop doing this. We won't stop, you know, interacting with our listeners we and may, all that. We we may stop stop doing this. Um, well, you're you're you've gone out on a limb there you're, without consulting Tim and I. I think Tim's in. Your commitment is the best. Is awful, the best. to be honest. Um, what was his name? Is that Joe Esposito? It is. Uh, old uh, Giancarlo. And our repeated shortcomings, unfortunately, have just stopped hurting, haven't they? I, I went Friday night with zero expectation. And when when I saw that Paddy Dow wasn't named earlier in the week, I thought, I'm going to enjoy going to the footy Friday. I just want to watch Paddy Dow play. And that was all I wanted. And then when I, when I saw the when I saw the ins and outs, not world peace, yeah. not a not a solution to this whole situation in the Ukraine. No, just wants Paddy Dow no, running around. Just, at the time, that's I, I thought I'm looking forward. I think to he just speaks that. for all of us. And then and then obviously wasn't named. And then he was and then he was sub. And you thought, okay, well we'll see what'll happen. And that's you know obviously a whole other you know chapter in the night. But um, yeah, just just went not expecting anything. You know, hoping, I mean, obviously hoping that we're going to put our best foot forward and hoping we'll see a game style that, you know, we recognise and go, oh, yeah, okay. Um, but there was there was very, very apathetic going. It was more going of in. the same, wasn't it? Oh, well, it was. I, I thought there was a little bit of a, I thought there was a bit of a pulse in the way that we moved the ball and tried really? to do a well, few we're things. We were going to touch on yeah, this. I thought yeah. there's, there's some positives at the start. I, I, I walked away with enough to say, well, certainly enough to get me back next week. Oh, Jesus. Both at the ground and here. Didn't <laughs> take much. Um, look, Simon Goodman, after the game, I don't know if you saw, he wasn't mocking Carlton, but he was fairly open about just, we know how they play recently. They're playing pretty low-scoring stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, we had uh, Justin Plapp said it about the twos. You know, two weeks ago said basically the same thing, just told it how it was. Braided Maynard, you might have seen the clip doing the rounds there, says love seeing us in shambles and everyone laughed. And you just sort of go, if you guys don't seem to fucking care, if this doesn't seem to bother you, as in the group, the coaches, everyone. Why should it bother go, me? Why should it bother us? Go, you go, why should we constantly, not we as in us three, but the Carlton community, have to constantly carry the can and just yeah, constantly I've, wave the flag. And just going, I would love nothing more than for when we play Collingwood next and for Brandon Maynard to be dispatched into the middle of the fucking Jules Vernian centre of the earth. Murd, murdered. Murdered. <laughs> but we Again, won't. We sure. won't we won't do it. We won't do that. No, no. No, no. We won't do what, you know, the Tigers went after Mumford, Collingwood went after Langdon. We won't do that. Not at all. No, we won't. We won't. And it'll just reaffirm and send the message, ah, just a bit soft. And the frustrating thing is Voss, the footballer, would absolutely have done that. Absolutely have done that. So why he's not doing it as coach, I don't understand. Well, squaring up to Braden Maynard in the car park. Oh, not so much that. That would be good. Kevin Sheedy did it with old mate uh, White. Mitchell White, yeah. Um, so ultimately, the why is, do we feel this way? Um, Fab, you can feel free to contribute whenever you're comfortable. No, I give um, you two air when you're talking. I don't you talk know, over you. Like when I start talking, all you do is tell me, oh, this is coming up next on the run sheet, or this is going to happen. Fuck, okay, mate. When you're talking, I'll give you space. Thank you for that meltdown. We'll continue with the show. Um, <laughs> so ultimately, why are we in this sort of apathetic position? We just made a lot of bad mistakes, I suppose, either in hindsight or a couple given... We should have known what was coming down the pike when we made the decision. 
And for me, I separated this apathy into two moments before and after the game. I thought they were um, some seeds were sown in the lead up and then confirmed on Friday night. So before the game, it had obviously come out earlier in the week that the club had uh, unofficially it's come out that the club had recontracted Andrew Russell. Is that is that for two or three years? So he had this year to go. So his rumor has not been confirmed clearly by the club, which again shows there's an issue there that the club hasn't actually come out and said, yeah, 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 we've recontracted him last year apparently um, for two or three years, which means he would be with us now till 25 at the least. It sort of sums up everything that's just frustrating about the footy club. It's a pathological refusal to accept or take any responsibility for error. This guy has been a bad investment and he has been rewarded. We should be looking to we should be looking to the blue skies moving on beyond him and trying someone else. But instead, we've chosen to stick with him. And then we'll get back to him if anyone has any comments on him. But then in the aftermath, it's just becoming more and more frustrating week after week after week. You watch us play on Friday night and then you sit in and take in the rest of the weekend of the footy across the country. No one plays like us. Nobody plays football like us. And you know why they don't play like us? Because it doesn't work. <laughs> yep. We've used the F1 example. We've turned up on the grid. We've got the only car that looks like ours and that's either amazing or it's oh, fucking really diabolical. <laughs> so watch this play. If it's good, there's copycats, but there's no copycats. So why we don't try to fashion a game style based on what we have as opposed to what we think we would like to be. It's like fucking, you ever see Ready Steady Cook? You can't make a spaghetti jaffle if you don't have spaghetti and bread. The guy goes, I'm putting together a spaghetti jaffle. The guy's like, hey, you got some fish fingers and you got a can of corn. What are you talking about? It's <laughs> like, is it, is it difficult to do in season? Frio did it. No, I think Frio just had to go back to kind of doing what they were doing. Yeah, but Frio changed markedly. From they what they least, were doing earlier. They at least recognised what, what they were doing wasn't working. We don't – to me, I watch, I watch the game with a bit more – a bit less emotion. Yeah. I, I, think, I think you. I went into that game. It's Melbourne. We're going to lose. Gonna win. Yeah. I just want to see if there's anything different. And I thought we started – and we try to do things like we, we try to – take risks and play on, but we just don't know what to do. It's got to be... It's not ingrained in our great no, game plan, is it? Wasn't tra- if it, it we've obviously trained a specific style all through the pre-season, and you can't just in one week go, when you get the ball, play on. Well, Barassi did it at halftime, famously. Yeah. <laughs> what a premiership. Just handball. Famously, he did it at halftime. He had 10 minutes. I think there's a lot more. I don't disagree, but the point, I'm being a bit facetious, but the point is you can't. We, this, this shouldn't be a yeah, decision we that we should, made. We tried to do it and it didn't work. No, Sean. but this. What do you mean? I'm saying we tried, we tried to be a bit more daring in a bit. The first quarter, and I thought we actually kind of looked a little bit more aggressive and we looked a little bit more likely. We had a couple of good repeat inside 50s. We were able to create uh, a more a potent and a more uh, aggressive-looking front-half game. And, yeah, we were susceptible still when they broke out and into the open grass, but we certainly looked a little bit more dangerous than we have done at any stage in the last six weeks. Yeah. The idea that I'm saying they need to change wholesale in one training session on Thursday, whenever the, Wednesday, whenever the main session is last week, no. This should have been a systematic thing that we've been putting into place for the last month. This is how we want to do. We're going to get there. We're going to move. We're going to move things in this other direction. We're going to work on it over the next three, four, five, six weeks. 
it shouldn't be a Voss turns up tomorrow and scrubs everything off the whiteboard. They needed to recognise this fucking months ago. So we wouldn't get to round 12 and still be chasing, you know, chasing this pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that's not there. If there is elements of... I'm just playing devil's advocate because we know, we know it's broken. That's poorly, the, Tim. Um, poorly what? <laughs> playing Continue. devil's advocate poorly, but keep going. Oh, fuck, do it yourself then. Oh, honestly, do it. Go. No problems. So the problem we've got at the moment I find is that we're playing a brand of football that asks our better players to be Superman, all the while making it incredibly difficult for them to be. Yeah. It's, it's really bizarre. We're still playing a brand of football that requires superstar impact but it's really fucking hard for them to do it. Yeah, well, the way that I look... Well, a couple it's actually of a remarkable achievement. <laughs> well, it is. It is. I, I watched us warm up both prior to the game and then immediately before it as well. And, and the one thing that you do see is, you know, their movement at centre bounce and clearance and all that sort of stuff, it's very, very orchestrated and, and they do know what they're doing. But you're only in there after someone scored a goal. And when you only score six a game, it's usually after they kick a goal, <laughs> which, just... which means you're further behind the eight ball anyway. But when you do it, and, and when we move it right, and we did it a couple of times, you know, Fab said it before, you know, 666 is one of our you know, strongest allies because in that situation we can actually make shit happen. But you only get a look at that if you've kicked a goal and usually at the moment if the opposition has – but, you know, and, and the opposition will always try and sort of counter what you're trying to do and opposition ruckman, and especially when you go up against Gorn and Grundy. I mean, I thought TDK, you know, battled manfully throughout the night because in previous years, whenever he's been exposed to either of those guys when they were, you know, separate teams, um, that was a hard day out for TDK. He went up against both of them and I thought he did pretty well. But, again, you've got to be almost superhuman just to break even and try and gain sway. Um and yeah, again, relied on too few, and and at the at the bottom end, there were there was a lot of non contribution, um, and it just makes it very very hard against a team that's won a premiership eighteen months ago. So it's a very good point. But in taking all that in, I just thought, so when you make the wrong call, whether it be your fitness guy, your coach, your game plan, recruitment, when you make the wrong call. You need to recognise it quickly. You need to reconcile the disappointment quickly. You need to respond to it quickly. You need to resolve it quickly. We just drag our feet. And watching, seeing, hearing the news about Russell being recontracted, here, seeing us play the same sort of style of football after the, it kind of looked a little bit different early, we resorted back to type, was pretty disappointing. And you just went, what are we... Our whole thing at the moment as a football club seems to be geez, I hope this underperforming player or staff member or whatever, I hope it just I hope it just turns the corner without any force or pressure or influence from anything else. I hope it just sorts itself out. And that comes from leadership, that comes from Lloyd, that comes from the board, that comes from the coach, it comes from the players. And it's it's systematic. It's it's it's, it's a, there's a problem. If that's the attitude, it appears to be the attitude. And so how does that change? Well, it changes when you get strong-minded uh, leadership. It and changes with Brad Lloyd walking into Michael Voss's office. I've got the note for a later for a segment just down 10 minutes away, not even, about either you change or will change. Yeah, that doesn't happen in football clubs. Again, Fremantle did it, mate. They did it six weeks ago. 
again, they, I think they reverted to it, what they'd gone away from. Yeah, but they, they well, that's what we want. E- that's what we want the footy club to, to, to do. That's what we want the footy club to do. One question, and I'm not disagreeing that, you know, the coaching isn't an issue. When do you start looking at the playing list going, it's actually perhaps that we've got this wrong? So this is a playing group assembled, uh, recontracted largely by the current regime who have paid top dollar and big money to bring in guys that they've targeted to improve us. Yep. So that's sort of on them. We've spoken in the past about, uh, again, well-intentioned, but draft picks haven't worked out, which is really hurting us now. Drafts from 17, 18, 19. We've also traded assets away, which we probably shouldn't have. That's Austin. Austin's done it a few times. Um, I think probably... I think he hasn't driven a hard enough bargain in terms of retaining key picks and just get the deal done and you're for uncontracted players and you're sort of going, well, where's that lettuce? That's lettuce. I, 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 you, but that's, that's recruiting and, so, and I agree. Development's still appalling. Development is – so is our list just not good enough? No, well, well it, has, it hasn't imp- – I, I think the list we've – and everyone's going to point to eight, nine and three or whatever it was. We had a very soft draw. We've had a very soft draw to start the year this year. We're worse. Oh, the last five weeks have been tough. Yeah, it's been, it's been a tough month. We were bad before that. Yeah. The writing was on the wall. Well, we were three. Yeah. We were three and a half wins from four, from four matches. Having so that was played, the soft part. Having played teams that. Mm. Oh, but the thing, yeah, okay, we 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 got three and a half wins. We played like shit. Well, we and we, I think we recognised that we weren't playing great, mm. but we were getting wins, and you thought, okay, well. What happens next? And we, we, we've since found that out in the I'm, last two months. You look at it, I'm just oh, – I'm peeling it back and I, and, I, and, I, and I am saying to you guys, is our list good enough? Our list isn't good enough to win a premiership, but it's good enough and should be good enough to be better than it is. And and I think most is, our, is that our best side or is this our list? I think our list is – the more you look at it, what changes do you make? What reins do you pull? There's nothing there. Well, the, the challenge that we have is we have brought players into this team and this is how good they are now. And there is absolutely no reason that any single player can't grow and blossom and develop and get bigger and stronger and faster and better and make better decisions because well, not going of to get experience bigger and, and all this sort of stuff. They're not going to get bigger and stronger with Andrew Russell because well, none <laughs> of our guys have gotten bigger and stronger since he's been at the club. So. Well, again, it, it, it makes it makes it very, very interesting what the discussion has been that has allowed that to happen because clearly Andrew Russell has had success at other football clubs and if you look at his football CV, you say you've been able to do this, 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 this and this, fantastic. You know how long ago that was, Tim? No, no, it's it's a while ago, but I think I think there needs to be a level of refocus and, and to be able to put down in place these are your KPIs. This is part of the bigger problem. So with so Russell, they should have at least gone in with a plan. I don't know. But with what Russell, the plan I've got is. the note here. Who signed off on it? Well, it can only be one of two people. No. So Brad Lloyd would have had to have presented the proposal to the board. Well, Greg Williams has probably done that. And someone has to sign off on it. Did no one on the board? I know we're getting caught up in the weeds with Andrew Russell. Did no one on the board go? Absolutely not. But if the other people <laughs> no on the board, on the board don't, go, if, if they don't know football, but you don't have to know. Do football. you reckon they're looking at it like us? They're probably not because I don't give I a shit. I think they're looking at it from a business perspective and they look at his CV and goes, oh, they yeah, do. They look re- at his CV. he's been really successful in the past. Eight years ago. He'll be great for us now. Oh, he was at Hawthorne. He was at Hawthorne and they were real good. Yeah, he's at Hawthorne. You go, yeah, Hawthorne didn't care that they lost him. <laughs> and in retrospect, yeah, I get it. So that's symptomatic to me of 
Um, and I don't think this. I don't think this is an overreaction. Him being re-signed calls into question the competency of our football manager, which is already on the table, the competency of our football director, which is already on the table, and the competency of the board in totality, which is incredibly worries, worrisome, to be honest. Because that decision should never have been greenlit. That should have been that he should have he should have been gone in the review two years ago, and instead he's won a contract renewal. You're going, what the fuck? Oh, oh yeah. Oh. You going, what the fuck? Have they? Have they? The. I'll try again to play devil's advocate. Have they given him a contract to say, look, we paid you X amount of dollars to do A, B, C, D, and E. We're just gonna. We want you to just do A. This is what we, you know, this is what you're good at. This is what you have a proven track record for. Do a, possibly, and he's on Absolutely. less coin. I don't care. I, I do not give a shit. His tenure at the football club has been a disaster. I don't disagree, but and he shouldn't have been given a contract. I think the fact that he was given a contract is just speaks volumes to a club that hopes, just hope, hopefully he'll turn it around. Fucking hopefully, jeez, hopefully he'll turn it around. I, I think I think you are right, Fab. In that, the hope is. That um, he he has been a guy who sat across too many portfolios, and they've just said to him, "Let's keep this as simple as possible, and this and this is your remit, this is your brief, this is your responsibility." And they've said, "We believe this guy can give us this." So, based on what should they have that belief though? That's the problem, because he was doing the strength and conditioning portfolio. I don't give a shit if he was cleaning jumpers and making muffins in the cafe on the side. He was his chief responsibility was strength and conditioning, and it's been appalling. No, and I, he's been—I don't care if he's on half as much money. The opportunity was to go. Thanks, mate. See you later. All good. We're going to try someone else. And they've gone. Perhaps he was doing too much. They've gone. No. What we're going to do is give him another chance. And you're going. Well, if the same shit keeps happening, yeah. you've just locked him in for another two or three years. Yeah, you go. What the fuck? Look, I, I agree with you. I don't don't for one moment. I and I'm as frustrated as what you are. I I'm just trying to. There, there are people that want for success in this football club and they've seen fit to say, we will stick with this guy. Now, whether, you know why, Tim? Because they're chasing stability. And stability is the wrong thing if, you don't, if, you're, if your incumbents aren't capable. They're chasing this myth of fucking Lloyd keeps talking about stability. And you're going, you want stability, mate, because any even-handed, reasonable organisation would be very, very closely looking at you. Going, and unfortunately, you're the one seemingly in charge of deciding who in the football program is competent when you yourself fucking might not be competent. They're all good questions. They're but that, really that one to questions. me in the before, I just saw that and I just thought, I just thought, how can you even defend this? Well, when, as a decision, like, how can you even. When, when we first got him five years ago or whatever it was, it was um, a coup. It was a coup. It, it was a coup because we thought this is the best bike going around. And this guy's going to make us better. Um, so I, I just still, I just still think that there are people. Was that an that, issue for us at the time? Well, it, it hadn't been always. a couple of times. I mean, the year we had with Justin Cordy, we've always sort of said we were the fittest team in the competition. We and haven't been at that level since Cordy. No. And he's had good stints of the Dogs and Suns, I think. Yeah, but we chased, but again, again, Mick got his mate in, and that's like David Butterfett, highly regarded, <laughs> had great success at Collingwood. And you go, that's fine. But that was another case, and I think Russell was an, a similar one. The Carlton board are star fuckers. They yeah. just are. Well, they love a, the Messiah. They complex. love a name, and they're star fuckers. And they would have seen fucking Andrew Russell. He's at Hawthorne. He's at Hawthorne. 
And there's someone else on the board would go, oh, what a good. And then they get him in. And the same thing for, you know, Butterfant from Collingwood. You go, it just didn't work. We paid top dollar and have got nothing in return. And that's fine. Like, I, I, have, I have no problem, you know, with us sifting through the right, you know, or sifting through the wrong people to get to the right person. But it does seem odd that after the period that we've had, we've settled on this be, this guy being the guy. And Again. And, 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 and as you said, Fab, if he's taking a haircut and he's on less... He can't afford a haircut. And he's doing less... Speaking from experience. Uh, but the, Again, the, you've the, gone early. But the question becomes, do you, you know, on any money, is he, is some... he the right guy? Yeah. We don't know. And that I think that's the frustrating thing is you don't get to ride two horses in, in the one race and we've said this is the guy. Maybe there isn't somebody else out there that we think that we can have faith in and trust. I, I'd be more than happy for us to have taken a risk, but we've also that's just been me. we've also been sitting on a horse team that's gotten nowhere near a group fucking two victory, and we keep fronting up. Yep, and just going, what are you doing? Was that a workable uh, horse racing analogy? It was. I didn't yeah. mind it. Okay. It's um, always. It's always the first. <laughs> uh, and then the last one I got on this one here is that after another loss like this, it feels a bit like we're kind of being conditioned by the club, almost gaslit in a way, um, to, to take stock of a result like Friday night and think, well, it's only 17 points, isn't it? Oh, it's actually not that. It's not it's only three goals. Like, it's only – we haven't been destroyed. I said that to Timbo. It's only three goals. A month ago. And it's just like – you know, that's there's, there's never there's never an element. I think I said this. What was the game that we just didn't give a yelp in the last quarter? Anyway, I can't remember. And um, it was just that. <coughs> let's not get blown out. Let's just make sure we don't get blown out. Because if we lose by a hundred points, we lose by fifty points, we lose by forty points. You lose in that three to five goal yeah. range, and it's yeah, it's, it's like, a goal a quarter, and, and then and then uh, somehow and somehow you start drinking your own bath water. That's probably I've screwed that analogy. As in, up. it's like it's not. It's actually not that bad. So you start thinking, guys, we're, we're three goals away from. No, you're not. No, you're not. No. Because teams watching are at watching range. watching Friday night. Melbourne knew knew what I, they were no, doing. I, I look all at the time. I look at our side, and I just think we are so short in so many areas. Now, whether that be through form or actual talent, mm. right? We are so short in so many areas. But between the arcs, we got fucking beat up. And I texted you guys. Sometimes you just text. You know what it's like. You just want to say it. And hopefully if you guys are seeing the same things, you you know, it turns into a conversation. But Yeah, it is good when you text someone, Tim, and they... Uh... Oh, they you, respond. You wrote back disastrous. I saw it three hours That's later. Great. I should have said, us, "Yeah, the, the you, goal we know, copped in the first minute was you, disastrous." Yeah, when you, when you know you're watching something at the same time as someone else, and I they're didn't a fan, have, and, you, and you share the moment with I them. I didn't have it my phone with me. I didn't have my phone with me. It's lovely when people respond. I didn't have my phone with me. Continue. We got beat up by Trent Rivers, right? Who? It's not a bad footballer, but what he showed, he showed determination, attack on the football. Good banjo throwing. All right. <laughs> that handball that you loved. Oh, yeah, that was a throw. Yeah, correct. That's yeah. what I, I thought. I think, the banjo th- throwing. I think we did one two minutes later as well, though. Mm. We got pinned um, for it. It was not really a throw. Um, but between the arcs, there is just no fight. There is no fight whatsoever. Cripps has just ground himself into the ground. He's just. He's, he's trying too hard. 
and every time we go through a form slump, you're going through the pharmaceuticals again, Sean. How many of these can I take without shitting my pants? I think it's just one About or two half a day. As many as you've just had. Would you get a full handful? <laughs> Adults and children from 12 years, that's me, chew two tablets daily. Wash it down with Ribena. <laughs> chew before swallowing. If symptoms persist, what sort of symptoms? Sean, squirts. You're going to develop a fucking stone. See your healthcare professional. What symptoms? It just says here. Symptoms. It says, oh, reduced duration, severity of cold. Okay. It was just like, it's just in the directions for use. And he goes, if your symptoms persist. And you go, symptoms of what? All right. We'll give him a go. We might. You can have two. I'll be, I, yeah, I've got two. Might be riding the porcelain horse a little bit later on. Old Scalati. Okay. <laughs> so, between the arcs. Okay. Because we, we think, look, defensively, I know Voss had a fucking issue with it, but I think. As a group, I think they're trying their balls off defensively. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about what they provide for us offensively, which is next to nothing. But defensively, I think they're doing more than pulling their weight. But between the arcs, there is nothing. There's nothing on the wings. I'm, I'm talking about nothing on the wings. Wait, your man. Fucking woeful. They tried to play through him very early and and had some levels of success. And he looked he's like, done. No, no. He, he looked like he was on. You're, you're putting a line through. He's him. a broken footballer. You, and you know who broke? You know who broke him? Oh, Cliffy. Oh, Cliff. <laughs> Cliff. Horrendous. You know they need a. Yodelay, yodelay, yodelay. Yeah. That's that's cliffhanger. Price, that's from the price, price is right. Price is right. Yeah. I'm, I'm Shout familiar. out to Larry Emder. Is he alive? Larry is alive. Larry I, think is alive. I think he's still co-hosting, co-hosting that horrendous morning show. Do you know who used to be on the Prices Right? Remember Sarita Stella? She she married Bra- Brody Holland. Brody Holland, yeah, that's right. Quality. Okay, what's well, wonderful? No, thank you um, for sharing that with us. So, our midfield, Paddy Cripp. People can come for Paddy Cripps, but trust me, he's not an issue. All right, and when we get into these situations. You're 100% right. He does too much, which then impacts his game. Walsh, I thought, was... He was beaten on the night. Yeah, but he, he gave everything he, he did. He worked hard, but... Who else have we got? Walsh, he needs to... Um, and we don't want to jump ahead here, but uh, may as well. Um, given where we are, the season's shot. Absolutely shot to pieces. Um, give Dow a couple of weeks. Put Walsh on a wing. Just see what it looks like. I will make a friendly wager with you. see what it looks you. like. The Paddy Dow won't play this one. I don't disagree, but I'm just saying, given where we are in the season, just have a look at it. See what it looks like. Yeah, because we need wingers. Do you know what the situation is? And people won't want to admit this. We if- can't have Blake Akers getting a 1,000 fucking touches a week and burning them all. We can't have Lockie O'Brien He's turned on him. having three beautiful kicks He's turned on him. in a game of football because that's just – it's providing the same amount of shit that Blake's doing, right? It's, it's so both of them are crap. Cottrell, I, I spoke up Cottrell a week ago because he'd actually provided some run and some effort and some contest. Fuck, he was horrific on the weekend. He has no positional discipline. Yeah, he, he didn't. It's like he didn't know where he was. He, so he, he it's was, like he'd woken up from a coma in the on the middle of the G. And he's like, where the fuck am I? He's like, he was just like shell shocked for a moment. This is not where I park my car. What the fuck? This is not my office. <laughs> um, but no, the point being, which we make Dow, we don't want to right. harp on about Dow. But the point being, I've actually come up from a different point of view. They've put a line through him. They're going to fuck him off. That's true. That's fine. Yeah. 
there might be quite wholesale changes coming. Well, yeah, there, okay. There so but the who, attitude okay, of... Who are they? Who was our midfield mix? We know who... We want to play Kennedy. We want to play Walsh. We want to play Cripps. And if available, we want to play Hewitt. Two of which I think are either shot our or, starting or six, out of four. Our starting six at the moment, Pitnett's injured, would be DeConning, Cripps yep. in the square, Dow in the square. I would have Chera in the square. Yep. I would have uh, Walsh on a wing. Yep. And then probably Akers on the other wing. Okay. What's our mix? Because you can't – they don't play – Did I mention Kennedy? Did I mention Hewitt? They're, they're like mix they can go through. <laughs> That's a shit fucking mix. Oh. Clubs are batting deeper than that. Doc, yeah, but this, there's this myth that clubs are batting with fucking like nine, whatever you go. No, they've got about six or seven. Yeah. Key. And then they bat to nine pinch hitters. Yeah, it's fine. You know, you can do Who the, the fuck do we pinch hit with? I'd put, I, I Honestly, get creative. I'd put Jesse Motlop in there. Yeah, exactly do you know where I'd get say. Jesse Motlop? Development. Yeah, you want to drop him for some reason. That's fine. Oh, you, he had. He doesn't tackle. There's times where he's running right by the bloke with the ball. Fucking tackle him. He's a victim, like most of his teammates, of how we're playing football. Now, obviously, Jordan was injured. But how small for, even though it was just... They're victims of how we play at the moment. They need to do a lot more, 100%. They're victims of how we're playing. Melbourne's front and centre goal where Lockie O'Brien... This is just Lockie O'Brien. He went the wrong way. Yeah, he's just just played no football, Tim. Yeah, well, no, so, you know, in, so this should be a learning experience and next week you'll get better and next week, but Lockie O'Brien probably get dropped. Well, he probably will. Right? But that's forward craft. That's get to the front of a pa- – we don't – mate, our small forwards provide nothing. Because they don't know where the ball's going to be. Uh, that partially. So there's problems. I understand what you're saying, but that would be this idea that we've got a midfield six that should be able to win enough share – a share of enough ball. They don't. But they should be able so to. So maybe, maybe they're just not good enough. Maybe well, one of them's, one of them's a Brownlow medalist. One of them's a, No, no, he's not our issue. We're saying, you know, you've got Walsh, who's yep. an exceptional player. And Cherry's having a good year. Cherry's having a good year. Matty Kennedy's shown he can be super effective in that role. Yep. They keep playing him on a halfback flank. I don't disagree. Dow's obviously a clearance player. People George don't Hewitt like him. looks like a shadow. He, George he's Hewitt coming off a back. George hasn't been the same since he broke his hand yep. and probably should have been playing when he was. But beyond that, what have we got? Even in the twos, who's playing? Who's, no, no, who, who are is, our dominant midfielders no, this in the This is where twos? you need to be creative and go, like, the reason they didn't play Dow is because we didn't need to play him ahead of Hewitt, Kennedy, Walsh, Chera, Cripps, etc. You go, that's fine. Mm. But that's, So the, we don't need someone to supplant them. That's where you get creative. And you go, dock in for one or two. Not all the time. I think he needs to go back to half back. But dock in for a couple. Put Jesse finding Walsh, himself in the fucking forward that's line. It, but put Jesse in for a couple. Just mix it up. Dennis Pagan used to put Eddie Betts in occasionally. Yeah. Jeffy just, went in under just Mick occasionally. a few times. Even Garlett. Just occasionally. Just oh. as that a, was more Mick. Mick put Jeffy pen, in. Pencil. But just yeah. occasionally have a bit of a look at it. Like, just we'll have a bit of a look at this. Adams, at now, so that, and then running through the middle is no, I'm convinced Doc doesn't know what the fuck he's doing when he gets the ball on the run. He does bomb a lot. It's like, shock. Now, um, this is not going to be the S.I. Morales or this is not even going to be a chicken salad. But Adam Saad, you are not uh, happy with the indigenous water? The fact that it's indigenous water has got nothing to do with it. It's this terrible water that you got from a, a, a company that was selling all of its assets next door. And um, yeah, I don't much like it. It's water. It's water. <laughs> no, just it tastes – if you have water, it's just, it actually it just it doesn't taste very nice. 
Well, I drank it. it tastes like, like water. water. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam Saad played on a little bit more. Yeah. Kept doing um, it on the right side. And he kept running past and no one would give him the handball. On the right side. I saw that a few times. Now, I started tracking. I wouldn't give it to him if he was on the right side. Yeah, but he <laughs> calls for it. You know, how many times does Doc call for it? And you're like, mate. And he runs into trouble. Fuck, loves it's, it. What, what, about, just, what about when there's someone on his tail? Mm. You know what I'd say to Saad, Lou Brown style? Every time you run around on the right-hand side, you, you, owe, me 20, you owe me 20 push-ups. Go, what are you doing? What are you doing? Running around on the right-hand side. <laughs> Fuck, mate. If you run around the right-hand <laughs> side, it's fine if you see grass. Well, even then, we go, what are you doing? So Fuck. You got, so they're our rebounding halfbacks. So what point, then, are, you, what point I'm, are we I'm making I'm just here? trying to say. This seems like even, a stream even, of consciousness. Even consciousness. If, no, no, because... People want to hear this shit, mate. You can't just say Voss and Andrew Russell. No, no, the problem. I understand, but what so do you? I don't Mitch McGovern dropping simple fucking marks is not yeah. Michael Voss's problem or Andrew Russell's. Yeah, okay. Like, how many fucking simple marks is he, is he dropping? Yeah. Maybe this list is fucking shot. Well, um, maybe they're lacking confidence. Well, Mitch McGovern wasn't recruited to be a, a third defender. So, I mean, the fact that they're playing him there and persisting playing him with because there, he looked good at the start of last year. I don't doing disagree, that. but maybe that's the problem. Taking over the top intercept marks and then. Using his weapon. Maybe the obvious fix is... Would you play is, Gov on the wing? No. Maybe the obvious fix is right in front of us and Gov plays third tall because Martin can't get out there. Jack um, is workmanlike, but what's his best role? And Kemp's, What was Jack's it's worth, a, it's worth a Kemp, try given that Kemp is actually, Kemp's actually coming down. okay. Yeah. And then, I mean, who the fuck knows? Marchbank got through a game of footy, but if he gets through one or two more, he could be back in the mix. So there's actually not a spot for McGovern down back. So maybe they need to reconcile. We've tried to play him there to paper over some cracks. He's not a defender, so maybe we just need to own the fact that he wasn't brought into the club to be a defender and play him forward. What's the Occam's razor? The most, this most simple um, answer is probably the most likely. Well, I think as you're right, like you hear the media, they look at they look at the successful teams, and uh, we said it the other week, you know, with um, Darcy Moore, and you watch Jake Lever, they. They don't want their teams and their coaching group, they do not want those players to have an opponent. No. no. They do everything that they can to make sure that they're completely on their own. And, but you wouldn't want that to happen, Tim. No. Now, Harry Mackay looked like he was on fire. Did at any stage Melbourne look like they were going to put either May or Lever on Harry? No. No. No, they stuck we with will Adam live. Tomlinson, who is a wingman. Right. Yeah, but hold on. They were prepared to live with it because no. – well, they, they also know knew there how much they lose. Well, they also thought that there was every chance, even if he got it a shitload, that he may not have hit the scoreboard. And to his credit, Harry worked it out. The first goal around the corner, he no, stayed. no, 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 he didn't work it out. No, right? he didn't work. We're going to talk about like this the later. week before. We're going to talk about this later. Well, he was at least effective. Uh, more we're gonna, effective. Yeah, more. We're going to talk about it later. The last thing I've got to say with McGovern is, if you play him forward, you know what McGovern can do when he's actually in confident, confident with his body. Forward pressure. Forward pressure. Lay tackles. Lay tackles, put pressure we on don't la- we don't, Honestly, we don't <laughs> but, lay... But my point with McGovern is we would want him to have no opponent. The moment he is running with somebody and trying to match up and all that sort of stuff, that doesn't work for Mitch McGovern. No, I agree. Oh, no, what's this? Oh, shit. <laughs> this is horrific. But this is a... It's a, no, it's a, it's a mid-2010s banger. Yeah, what else? Went to number one. It's everywhere. It's a bad song. She's Aussie. She's very pale. She's a white Australian girl. It's a bad song. 
Like it's. I was looking through some of these this week, and I'm like, they're fucking terrible songs. Who's with her? I don't know. Someone. I think it's Charlie XEX. Oh, she's a lesbian. I don't know if she's Charlie XEX. Or in, you mean in this song? Yeah. Or do you mean with her? Is in no, with in her. the song? It's. I think it's you Iggy need to be and clearer about that. Iggy with. Uh, I think her name was Charlie X X C X. There you oh. go. Oh, that could be all wrong. Why did we play that, Tim? Because the Blues are a bit shit again. We are. Terrible. I think she was wearing, um, I think the video clip from memory had a... Uh, Went that at school? She was like clueless. Yeah, it she was. She was like, um, which was... Um, Cher. Cher Horowitz. Yep. And... Uh, Charlie XCX. Dion. Now, whether it's... Both, both named after uh, former rock stars that... And uh, I think it was... Clu- both dead. Clueless was based on... Um, who share? Oh no, she wasn't dead. She's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Who? She's still with us. Um, I think it was based on Emma from Memory. The it, f- it's the exactly film what it's called. Yeah. One of Kath's f- most favourite movies ever. Yeah, because she was right in the sweet spot when Absolutely. it was released. Absolutely. Um, Donald Faison, of course. Yes. Paul one, Rudd. It's got one of the great greatest lines. Which movie, movie is this? Clueless. Clueless. I like yeah. when the guy comes up and hugs her and she goes, ugh, <laughs> as if. Pushes <laughs> no, him it's off. when they're playing tennis. Is Stacey uh, Dash? Yeah, the, she plays Dion. Yeah. But there's... Was Meyer in it? I don't even know. He might have been. He was kind of that generation Paul with Paul Rudd with was obviously on. in it. Yeah. There's a bit where they're playing tennis in PE and one of the girls goes... Um, Something about uh, my my plastic surgeon says that I shouldn't be playing a sport where you know balls come quickly towards my nose or something like that, and said, "Oh, well, that's not good for your uh, your love life." <laughs> I like it now. Like almost thirty years later, Timbo's like, "What a great line!" Great line. Very what was the good. name of the lady who wrote the film? She she um. Do you still have that open? You closed it. I've got Fancy by Iggy Azalea. Ah. Yeah, she had a good little run there. She sort of wrote, um, oh, I can't pull her name. Who wrote the movie? Yep. Amy da- Heckling. Yeah, Heckling. She's a writer, writer director of this movie. Yeah, she had a little run there for a bit. Um, we're going to move now on to the next little segment. Um, the end of the line, question mark. The great song by uh, the Travelling Wilburys. Didn't you say once upon a time you didn't like the Wilburys and then no. you actually listened to them? No, no, no. I said and I, I stand by. Oh, this. you never. You didn't think that fucking Tom, Tom Petty you, you didn't isn't to, good enough you didn't to think be a Wilbury. Tom Petty was good enough to be a Wilbury, and I was like, what an outrageous statement. Well, he's not in the. He's not up there with Roy Orbison. Tom Petty had a pretty Who is? Tom, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, he had a pretty yeah. good George run. Harrison. He had a pretty Ma- Ma- good I'll run. I'll throw Jeff Lynne in with Tom Petty. There's, oh, Tom both. Petty's out of Jeff. Tom, Tom Petty's good. Yeah, but, Tom, he's, but he's... Yeah. Jeff Lynne's from ELO. Okay. Had yeah. some good stuff. Tom Petty had some amazing stuff. Has, has Sean got a bit of... I know still side bottoms the... the <sighs> Buckle he got, up for he, another shit fab lookalike. Let's have it. I'm going to go with Kenny Loggins. Do you see it, Tim? <laughs> there is a little bit of Kenny Loggins. Well, Only because he's got a beard. Yeah. Yeah. Again, anyone who has a beard looks like you could be Morgan Freeman had a beard at one point. <laughs> he looks like Ned Kelly. <laughs> a, bit of, uh, a little bit of uh, Morgan Freeman. You know, but it's a it's a very 
It's, especially now, it's well kept, well maintained. It's very Kenny Loggins. You are the shittest lookalike guy I reckon I've ever come across. <laughs> no, he just found the line. Miss Stoga, my plastic surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. And Dion says, well, there goes your social life. <laughs> That's a wonderful yeah. segue. Yeah. Great line. Um, is next week D-Day for Voss? Absolutely. Does he survive a loss? Yes. There's no changes getting made to the end of the year. He survives a loss against Essendon? Yep, he survives. If we lose every game till the end of the year, he survives. If we get done by 90... No, I reckon... I, I honestly think... Th- there, there, is a way to, there is a way to play and there is a way to lose this game. Like, if we win it, fucking great. Brilliant. But, but if we're talking the Armageddon scenario, if we don't play for him, if we're not playing a style that resembles anything that we're capable of and we walk away and we've got a two-week break with a, a buy in between... If there's any chance there's a move being made, at least you can – and again, the fascinating thing is what rein do you pull and who would you bring in? Do you employ from internally? Do you seek somebody externally? Do not employ from internally. Yeah, do not employ internally. Well, I don't think you do either. Because but I think – No, I think, they will. I think those three or well, four had, had, had you are the half externally. the issue. And say we'll give you like you can't go to a senior assistant in another club and no, say come to our club contract as job. senior coach the obvious on a one, week tenure. No, the obvious one is, is Nathan Buckley, Buckley. Is Buckley? And I said it on Twitter. And, and, and you give him the thing of you, you've got an itch. No, I just, we'll, we'll, we'll scratch it, and you might go. Yeah, that's all I needed. You know what I'd say? Or to him? you might go. I oh, actually I want to do this thing no, again. You know what I'd say to him? I go. We'll give you two hundred. Give you two fifty at the end of the year, um, and you can take it or leave it. Um, up to you, mate. Going, no obligation, you're going to come in, you'll give us a report at the end of your time with us, uh, fresh set of eyes, fresh perspective. Um, what you do with it's up to you. Um, and, if, and if he goes, classic Nathan Buckley, you know, big ego, fig jam style, no, nah, I'm all right, mate. I'd go, no problems. You, know, you might not ever coach again. And if you don't want to, that's fine. I don't believe it. Because yep. the way you've been talking in the media lately is it, he's building, it feels a little bit like Ross Lyon started doing it. And it feels like he's just slowly conditioning people for him to take another or dip a toe back in. You know, yeah, you can do with this opportunity what you want. He's the obvious one. It doesn't have to be him. Like we spoke about, um, was it Ross Lyon after Teague or someone? We spoke about that. Where it was like you've got to the end of the year. Don't think Ross was employed at the time. Yep. I think if we lose next week and if it's another tepid showing... By the way, I scores a level in, at Marvel. No, no, I was looking at that. I think he's in awful trouble. Yeah. Um, and look, I'm I'm very much echoing Fab's uh, sentiments from a couple of weeks back, where you you made the point. Um, Tim's gesturing for you to turn the Foxtel on so we can watch the end of the North Melbourne Essendon game. Uh, I'm very much echoing your sentiments, Fab, of a couple of weeks ago, whereby you said, "Don't go out like this, Michael." It looks like he is, though, isn't it? Don't go out. Don't go out. You're dying on this hill, playing this brand of footy. Because you'll get no sympathy from anyone because you shouldn't get any sympathy from anyone. Do you know where and he's in, getting the sympathy from? But in six weeks, six months, six years, in your heart of hearts, you'll regret. Fuck. The, look, the players have stepped up and taken accountability. Have they? Well, they've come out pretty heavily in the media. Well, a couple of them have. Well, and I think that's the beauty of this two weeks. Like, it's we've got a performance. Like, we've always said it. This, this is a group that are half-checked out when it comes to mid-season breaks and buys, because I reckon we've n- we rarely ever win that that pre-buy week game. We're looking forward to a holiday. 
Correct. So what? They've I, been on a six-week holiday. Well, there's that too. He, I, I reckon we are. It's just going to be a fascinating watch. I, I again, I will go with zero expectation, and 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 I will fear what may end up happening. Can Fab? Can you do what you usually do when you chuck the game of footy on, and can you take it back like twenty minutes mm. for no reason at all? Do you want me? Are you no, taking the piss? I'm taking the piss. But but again, it's infuriating, what, Tim. Because you're watching this thing with him, and you're like, we're, for, "Can, for can some, we watch it now?" We're twenty minutes behind for some reason. It's like, why? Has he gone back there? No, you haven't. Good. No. I thought you'd gone back. Um, but this, what will be fascinating is what is the dynamic and what does the club look like in the two weeks in between? Hunted. D- does Voss say, "Everybody go wherever you want to go." Or does everybody stay around the club and say, right, we're, we're going to do less work like you're on a break? I'd do the opposite. I'd flog them, flog them on the track. Well, and this is what I'm saying. Like so you, this is what you've earned? Yeah, well, we, you've got 10 weeks of the season left. And you, know, you, you know what I'd do? I don't mind that. You know what I'd do? I'd bring him in on the Monday or whatever, and I'd, I'd almost see, see how prepared you are to work. And if you work hard enough, you can have the next week off. See you later, boys. If you're here and you're prepared to work – and I'd tell them that after the fact. I'd go, we're going to come in tomorrow and we're going to do it every day until you fucking show me you want to work. And when you do it, you can have the week off. Up to you. And then you sort of go, on the next day you come in and you train at a higher intensity, you'd say, yeah, we'll, we'll be true to our word, but this is a fucking red flag. But I also wonder whether there's a dialogue at some point where somebody, and again, whether it's happened, where Doc... Cripps, Chera, Walsh, Weedering, Kennedy goes up to Voss and goes, we fucking hate the way that we're playing footy at the moment. We hate the style of footy we're playing. We're getting no nourishment out of it whatsoever mm. um, and we don't want to do this. And, and we don't think it's going to give us any success. So like you said... That conversation has to happen, but yeah, if someone's prepared to have it, well, if you, what are we going to turn – like if we lose to Essendon, what's our record? 4-1-8. and eight. Yeah. So at 4-1-8. and eight. Fabs, he's, he's contributed lightly to the episode thus far. We're not going to have him for probably the next five minutes at the North <laughs> Melbourne and Essendon game being tied. So just bear with us while he checks out completely. Um, so we spoke obviously about what happens if they do decide to move on the coach um, – and the next problem is ultimately the next problem, to be honest. And, and we just spoke about who do they get in. I don't think this regime can be trusted to replace their latest mistake. So be dispassionate, not emotional. Th- they, they have to. No, I, no, I get where you're coming from. But, but they have to think about it and go, we need someone else. We need someone from outside the box, literally, to come in and go, okay, what are we thinking? What do you think? What are your re- what's your read? But, what, but don't so, they so generally you, get so that? So you're saying you want to bring in, let's say – we're going to bring in Lee Matthews to do something like of a review and then no, it's un- not a review. Uh, and then undertake undertake the appointment process. No, no, no. It's not a review. So what it is is we want you to come in and we're giving you eleven weeks and you're gonna coach us for eleven weeks. There's no obligation contract beyond that. We're not interested in hiring you beyond that, but we want a dispassionate, unemotional, unattached, fresh perspective to cast his eye over the list, over the playing group. And obviously give us your thoughts at the end of that time. I don't want you to give us a fucking white paper on it. It'll just be a meeting. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? What about this guy? What about that guy? What's a, this guy's attitude? A Ralph. A Ralph around you. But what's this guy's attitude? What's this guy in the room? Blah, blah, blah. 
And just this is somebody that isn't trying to tell you what you think you want to hear. This isn't somebody with baggage of past relationships or attachments to the playing group. And you'll get a you'll get an interesting perspective, I think, from them. Paul, and, is Paul Ruse gettable? Well, I don't knows? want Paul Ruse. No, you might not, but so you know, we, we're you and I, Fab, we're big on the interim boss, and I think that's the way to go. Yep. Um, yeah, the guys. Something are doing, is people looking at it because it hasn't been done. In no, football, and the guys in the box are just far too invested. Um, oh no, Fab's not happy because is that is that your man? Is that Massimo D'Ambrosio? Who knows? I have no idea who that person is. You know, so I'd go to that guy and I, you know, give him a reasonable paycheck for half, a, you know, half a season's work. Offer him a company car, you know, fish up. I don't know. Get him a two thousand three XL. Say this could be yours. It's it's got the same tyres it rolled out of the dealership on. It's never been serviced. I don't know. Well, as you say, if it's, it, the guys that are floating around, could it could be Buckley. I'm just trying to think who else is out there. That who else is out there that's analysing football week in week out, Timber? So I was trying to think maybe somebody like a Brenton Sanderson or someone like yeah, that. whatever. I, I don't know yeah. if he's still involved. I, I'm I'm actually just trying to think. Like think somebody who has mates. genuine yeah they are who has genuine football acumen who? Buckley and uh, Buckley and Sanderson. I, I'm just going. I was going yeah, through whatever. club whoever by club as to, to who's had roles and all whoever that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I suppose yeah that that'll be an interesting watch. It's, it does feel like it is D Day. We'll wait and see. Uh, bad direction and zero confidence. The next one confidence wise, Voss spoke post match about uh, he said this twice now. So someone's obviously feeding him this line about it being an imperfect game. It's an imperfect game. So someone's obviously feeding him this PR line or whatever. Um, and then he alluded to the players being low on confidence. Um, you know, they're wary of taking risks, I think, you know, was what he said. Something to that effect. That's on the coach. Well, so it is. It's the coach's job to build confidence, to maintain it, to reinforce it. Yep. That's that's the coach's job. And in, in listening to him saying this, he seems oblivious to the fact that a tight, nervous playing group is the fault of and responsibility of the coach. You know, you can't say that the players don't know when to take a risk when you're the coach of the group and not take responsibility for that. Yeah. I, look, like, I, I'm not saying I am a coaching doyen at all, but my boys that I coach in basketball, I always tell them I have no <laughs> I have no problems with you making a mistake. Listen to fucking I have, Phil Jackson and, and, over And here. I have no problems with you missing a shot. Are you running the, the uh, triangle? You're running no, the no, triangle offense? No, no but, but my point. The Dorito? Like, these are, these are the 12, Cheeto. These are 12-year-old kids. The pizza and, shape. And you're just saying to them, just... Play, just play. You can and, say and, that to it. There's nothing on the line for a 12 year old kid, Tim. No, I Other know. Than a, but, bit of, a bit but, of happiness for but half it, hour. But after when the game. it comes to confidence and taking the game on and being prepared to take a risk, is there actually any different? You know, the, these guys are so worried about making a mistake that they're not that they're not taking risks. So I, I think they I think they need to. Tim's done very well to hold himself together through that conversation whilst having about 14 glances at the TV out of the corner of his eye. <laughs> he's, hey, he's talented. Mm. Um, he's my boy. I, watching us, it feels like the guys don't feel emboldened to take a risk. This idea, it's feel, felt like it was at odds with what Voss is saying. Like they look petrified of making a mistake. It, it doesn't look to me because like. Because they make so many no, of No, but them. it doesn't look to me like an environment where um, risks are encouraged. Like, I watch us play and I'm thinking, what you're saying after the game, Michael, feels at odds with what I'm watching on the field. I think it wasn't originally. I reckon the first 
eight weeks of the season, we we were trying to play safe, measured, structured, controlled football, and the and the realization was it wasn't winning us games, it wasn't giving us an opportunity, and as a result, something needed to change. And uh, and now did we try and change having, it on the week? Because I, no, I, 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 I felt, felt like I felt start, like we, we, we tried to. And, and is, I, is it a bad game to analyse given that Melbourne are so drilled? Yes and no. Should we yes not be? No. I mean, this is what I don't I, I don't think it matters with, who he like, plays. I get that they're better teams and as we said it earlier, there's always going to be better teams. But sometimes I don't buy this, oh, they're just better drilled. It's like we've got the same training sessions. We train as often as they do. We review as often as they do. We work on things as often as they do. This idea of, oh, they're just more drilled. You're going, oh. I, I think, is that an excuse? I think, I think they're... The bottom line is they're a successful team, so they have a system that they know works. They train it, they're invested in it, they're confident in it, and they know that if we do this, we will win. And and they can be well, and, co- and they can be confident enough in that because the runs are on the board. And we don't. But this is I, I agree, Tim. We absolutely don't have a system we believe in. No, which is why it doesn't work. Which is why we need to probably think about doing something else. Um, like. What's my next point here? I just feel like we, we confidence in terms of the playing group. We mentioned Sardi before. We mentioned Harry last week. We'll talk about him again shortly. Sard for me is a microcosm of where we are in the sense that all attacking instinct in the group is gone. Yeah. The idea of encouraging risk, as I said earlier, is completely at odds with how the boys are playing and how tight they appear. Um, and there was another moment with Kennedy in the second quarter where he got the centre bounce and Kennedy has it. I don't know who flicked the handball out to him in space. And I turned to Dad. I think that was on one of the um, uh, bingo cards. But I turned to Dad and I said he didn't drive his legs. He could have. He gets it and he could have gone. Off I go. And he's not a fucking express train to Kyoto by any means. But get moving, drive your legs, and then kick it 55 inside 50. He kicked it off one step. Yeah. And it went. 45. Correct. You're going, you've actually cost us 25 metres. Yep. Going, because the attacking, the instinct to go wasn't there. No, I just want to get it out of my area. It's spot on. And I said, that is, that's, again, that is another little flag where you look at it and go, so that's a problem. And then Lockie O'Brien later in the game got the ball on the half back, got a free kick, and he went back. Yeah, he went back over the mark. He was sort and, of waiting for people to kind of crab across a little bit. And, but I, and I just thought... Mate, just run. Just go. Just run your ass off. And and I suppose Tim, what happened last time he did that? He kicked it out in the full. He was kicked it to Harry, who dropped a chess mark against Richmond. Yeah, and he got castigated for it for a week. Yeah. So, but but it was like you're not doing anything. Like no, I agree. You know, I agree. And that but that's symptomatic of a team whose first instinct isn't we spoke about always on offense. Yeah, that's that. Those behaviors aren't a team thinking about offense. When is it? The easiest to implement an attacking move. So, what I'm trying to get. So, it was very your yeah, blood odd. sugars. Your blood sugars very low. <laughs> <hard. laughs> yeah, blood sugars really What I'm trying to say is hanging on when you, when you have the ball. When you have the ball in a controlled manner. So, at, so a kicking or a mark. You have the ability to better start something than it would be when it's. In play, in contests, right? Yeah. I reviewed. I thought, I'm going to have a look at our kick-ins. Oh, was this data ganoush? It was data ganoush. I haven't compiled the data, but that's what okay. I was going that's through that's before. Point. Okay. All right. All right. 
he was submitting the assignment two minutes before it was due. Just wrap no, feverishly no, 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 no. putting I did it, it I did it. I didn't do it in the, in the fourth quarter, but something tells me it wouldn't have changed. Okay. We either went, ran it to 35 and kicked it to 80, or we kicked it to 35 in the pocket and then kicked it to 80. And every time we got it to 80, it was to a contest and out of play. There, every single one of our kick-ins, it's bar one, where Doc got it from Saad at about 35 out, and Saad ran past for the one-two, and Doc completely blanked him. Yep. So Bagadash has, he's done it again. He's fallen ass backwards into a wonderful segue, and we're not going to, we're not going to. Um, where uh, is the dare? Cut your lunch here because you can get back to what you're saying because I agree oh. with it. But I've got the th- I've got the note here that um, when it comes to direction uh, and confidence with the ball, just look at our organisation and shape in dead ball situations. And the problem is it's not actually isolated to a single line. So our kick-ins, our opponents, our opponents. This is when we're defending a kick-in. Our opponent may as don't well don't go with his on pod, but read the text that Kelly just sent. The Kelly, last two. from Kelly and Alexander. <laughs> Stop talking shit, Dad. Well, I think uh, she's in the baking mood. But. I, think, I think you. I mean, baking some, uh, putting another bun in the oven, maybe. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's a lovely. We won't go with it, but it's a fantastically unintended typo. Uh, asking Fabian if he would like something, and I've said yes to both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you may as well go with it. You may as well go with it. Come on, it'll be a laugh. No. Okay, you're not going to go with it. You're going to shun our listeners. Kelly, um, Kelly's got the. Uh, She's got the what's the, the, the baking kitchen, the, the kitchen ba- aid the baking itch yeah, and she's she's baked a few things today and then she just texted me and said, "Want a chocolate head job slice?" <laughs> <laughs> she's right back, hedgehog <laughs> <laughs> with two laughing emojis. Yeah, I'll have one of each. <laughs> I said yes to both. <laughs> oh, I like it. See, those are the good. They're fun typos. They're aren't fantastic. They? They're great. I had that some like you know you know you're typing this thing you're just like uh, I was doing something with the footy club it wasn't like lewd or vulgar or anything but you just like you don't pick up the pages autocorrect because it's so ridiculous and you're just like how why is pages even thought that's what I'm trying to type and you maybe pick it up later and you're just like that fucking hell when I sign off all of my emails I just write regards. always a pleasure no regard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> It would be great if you did. I could start doing it. But I always write regards. Yeah. But when you type it, the amount of times I type retards. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and depending on who it goes to, like if it was just a friend or whatever else, they'd get it. But you're going, there would be certain situations when you're emailing authorities or someone like no, that. No, not even that, Tim. There'd be certain situations where you're like project managing something and you're like, look, guys, we really need to get on top of this Section 16 thing. You know, we got to the supplies there, you know, retards. <laughs> <laughs> and then other people would just give me nodding going, correct. <laughs> what are you saying is I'm a retard? I, I don't think I've ever sent it, but I reckon I, it just feels like three out of every eight times I write regards, I manage to just drop the T in and it's sort of like, this is going to bring me undone one day. Do you know so, what I hate? Emails where I'll, I'll say to you, hi, Tim, uh, please find attached, blah, blah, blah. And you wrote back, oh, hi, Fabian, thanks. I've noticed that, blah, 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 blah. I reply, hi, Tim. How many highs do there need to be? <laughs> well, I think... Oh yeah, I just I think I just, it's just polite. To I just open give it. people the slab of text now. Yeah, 
without the high, without anything. Once that's been established, once yeah. we've done the highs, yeah. my next response is just for follow up, like it's a conversation. I'm not saying uh, thank you, Fabian, for your email. Yeah, or th- thanks or hi, Fabian. I just get into it, going, yeah, yeah. yeah I, no, I understand what you're saying there. We probably should think about. But doing do you know this. what's awkward? And everybody does it. I ring Tim. I'll use, I'm using Tim as a, you know an example. Certainly not. Hey Tim, me. how you going? How's that? Uh, how's that report looking? Blah 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 blah. Oh yeah, I'll get it over to you in a second. I just need this. Okay, I'll have a look and I'll call you back. I'll find what I need to find. I'll ring Tim. Hello. Hey Tim, how are you? Like you start, you say the hi, how are you? Yeah. Like I spoke to you uh, three minutes ago. <laughs> but you all we everyone goes grind. through that because no one actually knows what to do in that situation. In what situation? Where you've kind of. You've done the pleasantries, but because you've rang them back again, you don't just want to go straight into the detail. Detail. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't listening to any of that. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to – we spoke about kick-ins. I meant our def- when we're defending a kick-in, we may as well give our opponent – our kick-ins may as well be on the wing. So when we kick a point, mm. Melbourne may as well just be on centre wing. We're going to restart the game from here because we don't start defending until they get there. Yeah. It's just a complete waste mm. of time. I'm not sure what we're doing. Around stoppage, there seem to be multiple stoppages on the night where we ceded dangerous parts of the ground, whether that be the front of the stoppage for Melbourne or corridor side. There are a couple of examples in the second quarter where they were able to just shape out really, really easily because there's no one there guarding. And then, you know, forward 50, our, our forward 50, of course, is absolutely humming. So um, that's just a massive – it's a clusterfuck down there, to be honest. This is teaching, this is training, and it's evidently – Poor, and what you're talking about with our defensive kick-ins from our own D50, mm. you're not playing Wanden, who don't know what you're doing. You're playing a team that knows exactly what you're doing, Let's and they've studied. Been a week, and they've they've sat down in a meeting and been shown fifty examples of this is what they do, and they know exactly what you're going to do, and all you're doing is rewarding that. They're going, yeah, they are. But why are we that. going constantly, constantly to contest? Oh, Why aren't we going to – everyone stacks one wing. I know. Why aren't we going to the fucking opposite wing? I agree. You lose it, you lose it. But guess what? If they win it, they're just one bloke as well. That's a risk to our fat. That's why. That's why we're not doing it. Or straight up – Oh, God forbid, pull out a Michael Jamison. As I live and breathe. Sh- as I live and breathe. <laughs> and go straight up the guts. Yep. Because, again, Fab, that would, that would be a risk. And we are adverse to risk. But even that, when we go short – I don't mind the 35 – Kick. If we're not going to run it and then kick it, we're going to kick it to 35 and then that kick will get us to 80, yep. right? We're not kicking it to 55 out, yeah. right, from a kick. There's actually, actually – Which we did a lot of this year. It's like, fuck, the rule has changed to allow every team to bypass this thing where you can't get out because yeah. it was – good teams were just blocking it in there and it was stifling games of football. So the league actually made a rule. Yeah. We're going to let this bloke stand in the middle of the arc – so you can play on, you can run 25 metres before this guy's got a chance of getting to you. And you can kick to 75, 80 without Create a contest with it and you're out. We're like the bloke that just like loved flares. It's like the yeah. flares are done. It's like we're still yeah. wearing No, we've still got the sideburns. Yeah, love the bell bottom. Yeah, we're, yeah. Still, we're still going with them. Like I that's, have my chains and my hairy chest. But our, our short kick, even the 30 metre kick, it's, fine. it's always on the boundary line. Mm. Like I'm talking about tight, tight on the boundary line. All you're doing is providing yourself fewer and fewer options. You're right. 
Tim's, they're just doing this weird thing on the bounce where they're, they're obviously doing some wood chopping or, you know, those sort of exercises. <laughs> Loving it. And this would be right up Tim's alley. He's going to be incredibly distracted watching this shit. Um, oh, no. It's your man. It's Billy Ray. It's your man, fam. This is Billy Ray. No, it's Little Nass. Is it? It's Little Nass or Little Nass. It's Little Nas X. Yeah. Not to be confused with Little Nas 9 or Little Nas 8. This is a bad song. My kids just, loved it. I know. <laughs> this is the song. This is it. And it was a worldwide hit. Yep. Not for me. Worldwide Out of all the bangers you could have played. That's Billy Ray at the start. Yeah, is, is it? Yeah. Miley's dead. Correct. Bit of a collaboration. Is that like dead, is he? Uh, who? Lil Nas. No. What? I thought that's what you said. No, no Tim. Well, then that's the answer his is name. no. Lil Nas X. Yeah, yeah. And then you I don't said know if you something. Meant to say I thought you meant he was dead. No, I said not to be confused with Lil Nas 9. All oh, right, okay. Anyway, move on. Why did we play that? Yeah, why did we play that? Because we're shit again. We are shit again. Um, poor leadership and bad habits. Got just two quick points to make here before we get to chicken salads. So leadership. I've told the story on the pod before about Keith Hernandez walking to the mound in the 1986 NLCS, I reckon it was. I don't think it was quite the World Series. But the Mets were in a bit of a bind. They were trying to close the game out. And the pitcher was getting a bit wayward. And obviously when you tighten up on the mound, you probably just throw fastballs because they're the easiest thing to control. And uh, Keith Hernandez strolled up to the mound and said... If you throw one more fastball, I'm going to knock you out because you're just throwing them up the middle. That's They're the easiest pitch to hit. If you throw one more fastball, we're going to fight. And he just you, walked off. Another dump kick up the line, you reckon? He said he goes, and he just walked off. And I, I get, I turned to Dad. That's another bingo card one. Um, as soon as Harry took that mark, we were, were we two goals down, two and a bit goals down, and he was kicking from 40 and he was not better than a 45-degree angle – and he's shaped to kick around the body, if I was one of his teammates, I would have said, nah. I would would have walked up to him and said, don't you even fucking think about it. Drop up. Yeah. Don't just leave him out there to fucking drown. Walk up to him and go, you're not kicking it around the body, mate. Oh, what? You're not kicking it around the body. Drop punt. Let's go. Come on. Fair enough. Don't be an asshole about it. Yep. I fucking which would be like, and even talk to me about it later. If we have had a fucking gutful of you watching you fucking drown out there, trying to kick around the body from forty meters out. Yeah. Go. You know why no one's ever done it, Harry? Because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. From a set shot. Going. Oh, you go. And you're, you're like, if I was a player, I'd almost be fucking angry that the coach isn't having this conversation. I'd be going, and you'd almost have a fucking have it out with Voss or Hanson or whoever his line coach is and just go, this should be your fucking conversation to have with him, not me. Why? Go, you're not prepared to for some fucking reason. Why is Matthew Lloyd not talking to him? Why would Matthew Lloyd be talking to him? Because his brother's our football manager. He doesn't need Matthew Lloyd to talk to him. He needs to just take drop punts at training. He doesn't need someone to come in and like a sad rocker or whoever – He's a 26-year-old man who's been playing professional football for eight years. He should be able to kick a drop punt. And if he misses, he misses. Yeah, I know. I get that. So what? Fair fair enough. But it's gone on for too long. But this is the thing. If he's in a bit of a funk, then talk out your problem. Talk out your thought process. 
You know who should be doing this, Tim? Well, it should be Michael Vox. His line or coach. Ashley Hansen or, or his Aaron senior Hamill coach. or whoever it We shouldn't be. be having to get someone in outside the club to talk to Harry about his kicking. I'm there are people professionally that, employed on yeah, a full-time yeah. basis. And, and there is, but if you want a special project and just something to diffuse What do you need it? a special this project? This is a fucking spice rack, Tim. This is, this is just, no, it's a, line, it's a line coach's job. That's your job. That's your crew. That's your group. You got ten players, right? And you and you are running a system. You're trying to develop a system. Well, guess what, Ash Hansen? Your system's fucked, right? But you're implementing a system, and a key component of that system is broken. It's only on you to fix it. It's only on you. Yeah, don't handle that. Or, or I guess all I was thinking was, here is a bloke that's kicked nine hundred goals, a left-footed full forward, whose brother is our football manager. The guy knows a little bit about kicking a goal. Would it be... What's he going to tell him? But does it matter? Yes. I think Harry's technique... If he walks away Even Harry's, with, with certainty to say, I know what I'm doing, so when he marks the ball there... He should get that from my... I, I, look, I agree. I don't think we need I to bring... I don't, I don't think this, this idea of bringing someone in, uh, whatever... It's an answer to a question in a press conference when someone asks, hey, what have you done? We've uh, gotten Matthew Lloyd to come in to yeah, but uh, I, consult I, I, with I his th- kicking. I think Go, there's what about elements one of your of... fucking coaches does it? I Ash think... Hansen played forward in a premiership. Like he's got just as many premierships as Matthew Lloyd played forward. So what about you just go Ash Hansen? <laughs> Matthew Lloyd's got nine hundred goals. But the Ash point I'm ma- ninety. The goals. point I'm making is he played forward in a premiership team. The idea yeah, that Ash Hansen yes. isn't qualified or can't comment on it. Rubbish. Yeah, no, Do your job. I don't disagree, but there's elements of hard conversa- hard conversations that Ash, Ash Hansen needs to have with Harry. But there could also be elements of he goes around the corner. You look at the way he holds the ball, mate. You don't even hold the ball right. I agree. All right. Now the whole this is just a, a very, very hard conversation needs to be had, and this fixes the whole when to go for a snap. Look, for fuck's sake, mate, if you can turn your head to look to the left and see the paint of the 50, you're too far out, champ. You're too far out, right? I'm with you. It's not that fucking hard. No one in the history of the game, bar Paddy Ryder, is snapping from 50 and being successful. In open play, potentially, if you're on a boundary. Harry kicked a lovely goal against St. St. Kilda. But I'm just saying, I, I uh, Dermot Burden labelled it he the goal nuts. of the... And Brad Johnson's gone, what? really? <laughs> it was a pretty good goal. He did, it was Brad, very good Brad Johnson goal. did say that Buddy kicks five of those a week. And yes. he went, that's overs, Brad. But, uh, but your, point, your point is well made. Your point is made poorly, but yeah. The, and the only other element to it is... Harry Mackay grew up an Essendon supporter and he probably idolised Matthew oh, Lloyd. Fucking Jesus Christ, Tim. How I, many I, more? How many more? He's a left footer. He followed Essendon. You're going, okay. Yeah, but... He's born in June. You're going, all right. <laughs> no, but bringing, bringing in a specialist to... It might him, be one session. You need, you need a routine. Now, you don't have to have my routine, but you, yeah, need, yeah. you need your routine. Tell and, me what you do. Why and can't I do it? Again, I'll just and say do it. it. And do it. You're going to make me say it. You're going to make me say why it. Why can't Ash Hansen Why can't one of our already employed coaches do that? Because who's because it's obviously not working. It's they're, not cutting I, mate, through. They're obviously not having the conversation. They're obviously saying, maybe they are. Just do what's comfortable for you, H. Just do what's comfortable for you because that's what they're saying. But the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. They're obviously not giving him coaching and stern direction if he's lining up for a snap 40-odd metres out from goal directly in front. Is exactly what's happening. You hear a lot of coaches say, oh, we leave it up to the players. We Bullshit. leave it up to the players. If I was a head coach, 
I would say, and people think, oh, it's a different age. No. Nope. There's still an element of coaching of you take a snap anywhere out from 30 plus. 20 push-ups. Right. <laughs> yeah, you can take a snap. You owe me 20. I'll, 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 I'll chop your fucking pinky off. I swear to God, I'll, there's going to be damage. You know what I'd say? I'd look at the VFL fixture and go, I think they're playing out at uh, Point Jellybrand next mm. week, Harry. If you take a fucking snap mm. from more than 25 metres yeah. out yeah. on a better than 45-degree angle, you'll be playing in the twos. Do you know what else doesn't and happen these me, days? You've got a seven-year contract. Test me. I'm going to bring up something that's going to irritate Sean. All right? The runner. All right? But... It's because there's no runner. No, no. It's because they kick the runner away. <laughs> These dickheads kick goals or they don't kick goals. They come off every five seconds now. All right? Back in the day, you had that moment to coach someone every time. If he, missed, if he took a snap from 40 and shanked it or, or, or failed to make the distance, you got dragged. You got sprayed. You knew then. But now there's no oh yeah, there's no in-game mechanism to pull. There was a bit of a, a bit of a hush around the venue. And they're like, oh, they're dragging Fab. Yeah, they're dragging him. Speaking of what, what's the opposite of a hush? Because Paddy Dow, we're going to talk about that later. There was a bit of a bubble. It was a polite. It's round a bubble. Of a, no, it's a, not a bubble. Pol- it was a polite round of applause. Um, we spoke about a bubble is like, a, like an idiot. It's about that leadership thing. And then lastly, on this, um, I think it's reflective. We've kind of spoken about it. We don't need to labour on it. I think it's reflective of bad habits being allowed to fester by a succession of coaches. This should have been nipped in the bud a very long time ago before it even became an issue. Part of coaching is identifying a problem and addressing it, not letting it get to the point that it has now when you actually then have a serious issue on your hands. You're working with the guy. You should have identified this a year ago. But not, it goes through the whole club, not no, just no, Harry. No, mate. I agree. What about, what about Patrick? Look, I agree. Patrick Cripps' left foot snap. Is arguably the low light of the year. It, you it, can't it, kick left yeah. foot. Like last year, we had a laugh of it, especially because we were flying at the time. Remember when he did that? He tried to have the left bulldogs. He, he fresh aired it. It was yeah. like for fuck's sake, Paddy. Even yeah. Paddy had a laugh. Yeah. And somehow he thought, oh, I could do a left foot it's like around Phil the Neville body. Phil Neville and his uh, stepovers. <laughs> Quit fucking about. But Roy, what would Roy Keane? What would we're going to talk about Roy? That's probably on the bingo card. But what would Roy Keane, captaining this team, be saying to Harry Mackay as he squares up to take a snap from forty-five? So don't you fucking dare! He'd be going, don't and you that's where people dare do that. People who aren't fans of Paddy Cripps look at it and say, "Yeah, you know, see, a, a true leader would tell him." What would Luke Hodge, the captain, say? Oh, Luke Hodge would, but Buddy I think Franklin I think was, Luke- you know, kicking funk. And was trying to snap the ball around his body from forty-five out on the right foot on his right foot. He'd be going, "What are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't give a shit if your feelings are hurt. You know, what are you fucking? We doing? could do worse than just getting that bloke in for eleven weeks." Uh, Buddy Franklin, <laughs> Hodge. I don't yeah. disagree. Uh, chicken salads time. So this is the bring your own chicken salads, the new segment, which I'm almost certain Tim may have bought a chicken salad. That face you have, yeah. Fabian almost certainly has not. There's no chicken salad to bring. There are chicken salads. Um, I liked the game of Brody Kemp. Uh, we needed to see something from him. He, he's slowly showing us something. He's proactive. He's aggressive in his, his uh, attack on the ball. Some doesn't always work, but he is proactive. He does run and jump at the ball, which is encouraging. Um, but it's a very – I think more than anything, I, I like the mindset. And, and he's more likely to – 
take a daring kick than a lot of the other people that yep. have been paralysed by criticism or whatever else it is. He, he takes the game. I, I still want to see a Lockie Henderson balk before the season is out. I think it'll happen. He did the blind he, turn last year yeah, and then yeah. kicked the ball Every time on I the hear ground. the word blind turn, I just think... Jack Watts? <laughs> I can't think, I think of Jack Watts. Yeah. Blind just, turning just on nobody on his own. Ryan Hullahan did a blind turn against someone. It's like in FIFA, like when you just push the button and you just kind of doing tricks yeah. out in the open by yourself. But, uh, um, but no, so I like Brody Kemp. But also, he looks like he's come in and gone, I'm just going to give it everything. Maybe they've had the the, the, the iconic, just tried it. and true, just you got four it. weeks. Yep, yeah. Don't worry, it. mate, we're giving you, you got yeah. four. And Don't guess worry what? about it. Go for it. Go for it. Don't be timid. Go for it because before you know it, you're just going to be a VFL footballer. Exactly right. So that's good. It seems to take that on board. I liked our front half game early. We mentioned that a bit earlier. We don't need to go back over that. But I thought the pressure was all right. I thought the shape was okay. We got They got out against us a few times. But um, I liked that at least we seemed, again, the word is aggressive. Um, one more chicken salad from me. Patty Dow. <laughs> He, he had the one bad kick in yep. the last quarter, I think it might have yeah, been. He was under pressure and um, tried to change direction at the same time as he kicked it. But he had some nice – look, he had, I think he finished with nine touches or something, playing yep. 35 minutes, 35% game time, sorry. Yep. Yep. He played 35% uh, game, game time. time. Shit, I didn't think it was that much. Um, yeah. Look, and he, he – Came on at half-time. He, did, he came on at the five-minute mark of the third quarter. Okay. So I just look, I thought he had some nice clean moments inside where he yep. released teammates and he released the ball out of congestion – the sky didn't fall in because he was playing in our midfield. Yes. Like, you know. And the kick inside 50 on. to is, Harry Mackay was, was magnificent. Is he slower than Matt Kennedy? Is no. he slower than George Hewitt? No. No. Fuck, is he slower than Adam Cher? Adam Cher is not a fucking track athlete. Uh, no, no, he's not. And, the and other Patrick thing- Cripps is definitely not a track athlete. I don't think he's slower than any of them. I think from stoppage, he's got the best burst. Of that burst. Best acceleration. Uh, probably yeah. while she's got him. Um, yeah, but maybe. I'm saying he, he, he's not... I thought yeah. it was lovely too to see there was a nice acknowledgement when he came on. Oh, and, from the, fan, the and, fans. Yeah, and they yeah. did a couple of things and, yeah, and got I said, a response. But I sent the tweet. Someone was trying to tell me that was a Bronx cheer. It was and not. I thought you were an idiot. It was It was a Bronx cheer. Not towards him. Not towards him. Match committee. But I liked it. There was, and I put the tweet out where I said a little takeaway was the fans are loyal to the playing group. Absolutely. And this was an, this was an example of the coach is on the nose. Yeah. There was a moment where not everyone, it wasn't a huge roar, but there was an acknowledgement of this guy. It was obvious. And he just went, hmm. Paddy Dow had more touches than Jordan Boyd. Jordan Boyd just doesn't impress himself upon the what game. Did, um, what did Fisher end up with, 11, 12? He had more touches than O'Brien. Yeah, that's not what I asked. What um, did Fisher have? 14. Yeah, okay. So, he, look, he, kick, well, this is the thing. Kick, kick the goal. This is the thing he needed to do. He absolutely needed that. The thing with Dow. It didn't hit, it didn't hit Not a superstar. Either. He's he's not going to be the difference. He's not going to turn our fortunes around single-handedly. The point is, he came on, he did some nice things, he'll probably be dropped, and you go, well, what's this exercise been worth? I'd really hate it if he was. I, I think if if he was starting sub again, you go, okay, um, but... I would have played him and given him a run in the twos again. Well, well to just to get numbers up yeah. or... Yeah. And look, that that's the balance now. Is if if we know that he can go back and have thirty, and control the game and all that sort of stuff, and be the best player on the ground, if that's what he needs, so that he's ready to go when we do call upon him and we need him, fine. The interesting thing will be there. There were some players on the on Friday night that did not play well. No, 
whether they whether especially those that came in after you know being their first game back in a while, whether they will just drop them straight away or not. I don't know. I, I, I think suspect, it depends. I suspect in a couple of cases they will. So, <coughs> and I don't know what um, Silvani did. So I don't know if hip. he's going to be his hip. hip. Was it so he's unlikely to be will not play. Will not play. So I just think you look at your balance. If we're pushing McGovern forward, and you're moving a few things around, I still there's I still think there's a chance that could Gov ruck poorly. Oh, well, oh, it's not. <laughs> yeah, um, could. But I'm saying who, who who's on the list? Lewis Young. Lewis. Yeah, he'll he'll chop out ruck. Yeah, um, I don't mind him forward. I know he can't kick for shit. What do you oh, mean? He, what do you he, mean? he, he got a, forward for four seconds. Yeah, he, yeah he, but I'm saying I, I don't mind the idea of him. No, nah, it's too toppy, too tall. Doesn't fix a problem at all. He can't can't put thing. any pressure when the ball hits the deck. Well, it's just when DeCanon goes off. Yeah, and, and with no Silvani, somebody has to. Do, do we it. have any other chicken salads? I, I had Tom DeCanon in as one of my chicken salads. I thought. Did he when the ball Early. I he, thought when I, the ball hit I the think ground, he got his very second tired. efforts were. I, I thought were very good, and I, and I think it was it was an obvious direction to be able to say you can get these bikes on the ground. So uh, do did it. He? Oh, I thought he impacted. I thought he trailed it a lot. He, had eight, the, he only had eight disposals. I thought the longer the night went, oh, look, and he's up against two absolute stars. Yeah. Well, it's stars. It's, it was arguably the hardest game he's going to have all year. 100%. I thought he tried. Um, I, I, I thought he I thought he was okay. Yeah. I, I'm not saying Just that he careful, was. Just hey, be careful saying that. Get no. you in trouble. <laughs> no, I didn't think he was um, stellar, but I, on a night where the effort of some players disappointed me, mm. I thought he was one guy that I thought battled Really, really well, and yeah. and again, he he's he's just a fascinating case for where he's at contractually, and the apparently regard- some Geelong regard him as a second rounder, and I think that's about right. It's not. He's worth more than that. No, he's worth. That's what he's worth. No, no, he's worth more than that. His if you see, if you see him, than, like Kane Corns wanted to pay him a million dollars. No, so he no, he's worth at the moment. No, the way he, he's playing, he wanted to just add that heat into the put the the petrol on the on the fire. What do you think he's worth, Fab? Yeah, it's second rounder. He's worth a second rounder. He's not worth he's what we've seen from him in seven years, he's not Can, worth more than as that. As a as, as the recruiting expert amongst us three, do you see him? And I know if you see him as a genuine ruck, a genuine A grade ruckman, and I understand they will take time. He will not be the complete article now. He's, do you he's see been in the system for seven years? Do you see him as that Tim English? He's no, drafted in two thousand sixteen. Okay. No. If he's not a ruckman, then he's worth only a second rounder because he he's a forward ruckman. He can't mark and he can't kick. He's like a, a he he. Okay, I'll ask you this thing: You're paying too much for a, a a hybrid second ruck. If you had the choice of having Tom DeConing in your team or Rory Lobb in your team, who are you having? Rory Lobb's a much better forward, and I think ruck wise DeConing's got him covered. But I don't think DeConing's a great ruckman. I'd probably take Lobb. Yeah, but I, I just I, I, I think I, that's what it. you're looking but at. But this is the problem, Tim. We don't need Lob. Lob's a much better mark. We no. don't need Lob. No, and and I don't think I don't think Deconing is the right fit for our football club. I we, agree. We, we've said this for a long time. Yeah, but hold on. As a list manager, why wasn't that identified? And whilst we love the kid, we want for him to be the greatest of all time. We drafted him before why was we he traded not moved? for Mark Pitnett. Why was he not moved? Don't even mention that name on this pod. He didn't play this week. Let's move on. Why was he not traded when his value was highest? Well, with we have no imagination, no dare. It's the football club, not just off the field, on the it's, field. It's Marbo. It's the vibe. Chicken shits. I've just got one chicken shit belief. 
We have no belief. We do. No, uh, we're shot. On, so, on field and off field. Um, and it's just, it comes to the fore. It seeps through our pores every single week. We have no belief yep. in each other, in the game plan, in what we're trying to do. Um, and that's why we're not very good because yep. we don't believe in what we're trying to do. Could not agree more. I did have the TDK thing there, the second round pick. I think like he's overs and I got the note. He's nothing like what people keep telling us. He's like, his intensity is, yep, but his intensity is scratchy. He has poor hands. But he's who cares? always second to the ball. But if if there if there's going to be several teams that are going to chase him, would and, you pay if Tom DeConning played for another team? Would you pay a first rounder for him? Well, this this is I'm not a list manager of any of the other teams. Well, you were five minutes ago when you were talking about no, no, us getting something no, my, for him. My point is, he is a player that has captured the imagination of a lot of people. Based on what promise and yep. and, and talent and potential. Seven year in a system. Yeah, no, no. I think I, he's athletic, and I think he can. He flies for for things, and he can take a spectacular mark. Yes. If when if you people, measure his pure output, if people want to overpay for him, why the fuck would any of us three care? And and I genuinely, if someone wants to overpay for him, we could get compensation for it. Then I think our compensation can be higher than what we'd actually get in a trade. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think so long as he doesn't say I want to go to Geelong. If he says, I will happily go to Sydney, I'll happily go to Essendon, I'll happily go to St Kilda, and I'll happily go to Geelong, then Carlton says, give us your best offer. Tom goes Tom goes to whoever wants him the most. If we can get a bidding war happening, then you, yeah, we start, that's when you start it. But How often I, does I, that happen? I would be disappointed Who do you if we only coming got for a him? second round. I just told you. I don't think they'll come you for him. You named five clubs. I don't I think they'll four. all come for him. Nah. I think Geelong will come for him. I think Sydney will come for him. I think St Kilda will go come for him. Why? Why? Because Stephen Silvani is their list manager, and he drafted him, and he does. He has is a recidivist. Silvani, he's becoming a bit Dodoro like. You just can't let it go. Yeah. You like you, you got, the best thing a got, list manager can do is got Liam own cut their losses. Yeah, own the losses because guess what? It's a fucking crapshoot after time. Hundred percent, it is right. And people will forgive you when you go. Oh, Matt, I've used I've got this kid. We've tried. This is what we thought. It hasn't eventuated. We put some development into him. Hasn't eventuated. We move on. I agree with what you're saying. We've said it on the pod a hundred times now. Paddy Dow, Samo, etc. No one was fell off their chairs on draft night when we picked those guys. They just haven't developed. No one went. No one went. No. Fucking well, where have they fucking plucked these guys from? Jesus Christ, who's this? Yeah. Um, no one did that. We took. There, them. there was a little bit of a surprise about Liam Stocker, and, and especially that we traded up to get him. Yeah. And in the end... But he was end of first round. He was end of yeah, first round. but the round. point I'm making is all those other guys went where, where they were protected where to go. To. Yep. They didn't just instantly become bad footballers Two weeks out from we the draft, they did a they, uh, old mate nightmare or whatever he is. You're a big fan of this guy. No, no, he he had Paddy Dow rated as the best player in the draft. Well, this is... And this but is we, so, we, which seemed illogical to me because I always thought Rayner was recognised as the best talent. Um, but I also heard that he was a bit of an idiot. Um, and arrogant. Why can't he be both? <laughs> and, and and so at that point, not going yeah. to give the Spanish a crack. Uh, was it not Tiracos dos or something? No, you fucked that up. Que dos, que dos or something? Porque it would be the first both? word. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Thanks, dos. thanks for giving. It. After I fucked it up, you got one word in and went. I don't know. Good call. Well done. Um, we're going to move on now to um, something. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, it's another mid twenty tens banger. Oh fuck! Oh, this is the 1975 and that song they said they absolutely didn't rip off Joy Division and Disorder. Who sings this? 1975. 
as opposed to 1927. That's when I think of you. Uh, I, I don't think I've heard that song. We've, so I think we've talked about it on the pod ages ago because I remember I was at the footy club one night. What year would that have come out? Oh, 16, 17, 17, 18 maybe. Um, anyone who knows their music, which Fab claims to, um, but is revealed to be a fraud each and every passing week. Um, so that riff is Disorder by New Order. Yeah, I said I uh, haven't heard that song. Um, Joy Division, sorry. But if I've never heard the song before, you playing which song? 20 seconds. That song. Have you heard Disorder? Yes. And that sounds exactly like Disorder. I've got some raging bloke over the top of it singing some gibberish. But do you want to hear it again? No, do not play that again. I'll listen to it after. What's the song called by 1975? Give yourself a try. But the point was they claimed like it came out and like all their fans were like, oh, it's just, yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, it's a great track. And a bunch of people were like, you've just ripped off Joy Division. That is that is blatant. And they were sort of like, no, not It's called sampling. No, 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 they didn't, no. Well, they didn't, no. they didn't acknowledge. No, so no one was saying they didn't sample it. And everyone was going, so you just ripped it off then and you thought you'd get away with it. It's like one of the one of the great riffs. You just thought it's no one would notice that this is dis- reminiscent. This of is disorder. disorder. Like Dave Grohl's That's what they've said. It. It's not reminiscent of disorder. Where's the song? It's disorder. It gets drowned out though. Yeah, I get it. It's not reminiscent of Disorder, it's Disorder. It's unbelievable. I initially was like, oh, that's cool. They've done like what Coldplay did with Talk and they've done Computer Love by Craftwork, the nice little chord. And you thought they actually sampled that. You went, oh, it's really cool. And a lot of people obviously heard Coldplay at the time and they really loved the song and probably didn't know about Computer Love and just thought this is a fucking amazing riff. But anyone who's heard the song is like, yeah, they've ripped it off from like a See, I, I like iconic band. For the, for the but they owned that, it. They owned that we yeah, sampled the, the, this song. The, a new generation gets to hear uh, Vanilla Rice. I don't <laughs> like Ray Parker Jr. Because it's the same song. No, um, he ripped off the Huey Lewis song. Ah, uh, right, okay. I like samples. I don't consider them rip-offs. Whitman's? Do you like those? The sampler. What was it called? The yeah, the Whitman sampler. Whitman sampler. It was just the sampler. It was a, in a big ass yellow box. It was huge, and there was like only three good ones. No, yeah, exactly the caramel. Right. The it, was, caramel. it was enormous. Yeah. It was the biggest spread of chocolates you've ever seen. And once you'd eaten those three, it was like the other stuff is. Can't buy them rubbish. anymore. Do you know what they've? Do you know what they've <laughs> screwed with? Sampler, rest in peace. <laughs> they've screwed with the Cadbury roses. I know. I know. Just bring good. back the normal roses, you. And the favourites, not the favourites. What's the the milk tray? They've dicked with them too. You know what I don't like? So I'm, I'm a big like strawberry Freddo and in the snack block, the strawberry. Mm. So you can buy You'll a buy bl- pineapple. I love the pineapple block. You can buy the normal size pineapple block, which is amazing. It's one of my favourites. Mm. You can buy a jumbo size block of strawberry, the big like almost double size, mm. the king size if you will. Which yeah. it's, it's almost like it's two normal blocks side by side. But you can't buy the small size. You can't just buy the normal Cadbury size in a, in a strawberry block. I, I'm... What is happening? Don't know. You can buy. And why can't I buy giant strawberry Freddos? Like the size can, of a caramello. A giant, no, buy, you can't buy giant I've, strawberry Freddos. I've had them before. You can. They sell them. You can't buy giant strawberry Freddos, Fab. You, 
You're going to listen? I've, I've, I've purchased them before, and sometime this year I will purchase you one. What, from like the school sales That's thing? the only time you can get them. Gotcha. You know what you sometimes there'll be, find? There'll be someone selling the, it the footy, at, at reception, yeah, and yeah. I'll be able to you get you. You sometimes find the um, very rarely in the wild uh, pineapple freddos. I never say much. Unbelievable. Yeah. They're very, very rare. Do you know what I purchased the other day, Sean, thinking I'd get a lot more? You're also a fan of the white chocolate lint ball. Yeah, did you buy the assorted white chalk bag? Yeah, terrible. But you only get like three of what? the just all white ones, so, and the other ones are horrible. So the Lindor lint balls, phenomenal. Yeah. Like the, the normal milk chocolate one, very nice. They're yeah. all they're all pretty good, and they're overly creamy. I find it, but anyway, yeah. yeah. And they've got like strawberries and, and, and cream. And if it's hot, it uh, they get too runny. Just put them somewhere that's cold, cool, then Tim. Yes, you're not meant to be what you're putting them out. Chuck them in the fridge on the lawn. I'm a big fan of Tim Tams in the fridge. Yeah, I don't mind it, but I reckon it sometimes loses its So taste. Lint have discontinued the white chalk balls. Fuck off. On their own, as in you can't just buy a packet of uh, white chalk balls. Yeah, no. Yeah. They, they, get, they get thrown in with other... In the assortments. Yeah. It used to be, it was a... Um, I, I just don't understand. I just don't understand why they've discontinued probably the best flavour. Yeah. Maybe that's why. But we have found the workaround. You can buy the Lint chocolate uh, block, which is the same thing. Yeah, okay. But they're just not I, as big, I, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is now time for the this segment, which is uh, taking the world by storm, just as I pad storm. to find the uh, clip. Who do you love? There it is. Esai Morales. We discussed La Bamba. Memorial Buster Nut Trophy. We discussed La Bamba in the office last week. Horrendous movie. No, it's one of the greats. It's not one of the greats. Everything Bad. about that movie works. What don't you like? Uh, the only thing in that movie that unequivocally works is S.I. Morales' performance. And when he Joe, plays... Joe Pantoliano's And when he plays role. La Bamba... It's he, got Rick, Rick Dees is in it. He plays La Bamba about six times and he needs no, to... No, he doesn't. He plays it once. No, but he, he needs to play La Bamba because it's the best song in the movie. And then you kind of get to the end of it and you're like, this story's actually kind of like incredibly... Like, what's the point? He died at, like, what, early 20s, 20, 21? Yeah, very young. So he actually didn't really accomplish anything. He released La Bamba, which wasn't even his song. It was obviously a local, like, Mexican song Los, or something. Los Lobos. Hmm. So he'd released that. He had one song that wasn't even his own. And, you know, as was the case. He, he, would, had, other, you, he had two number one hits. You don't, two number one hits. You don't understand this because. <laughs> one album. You don't understand this because you've not seen. You refuse pathologically. You like the Carl If you tell me this brass, Dewey Cox fucking movie again. You refuse again. to watch Walk Hard the Dewey Cox story when you love music bios and you refuse to watch. Walk Hard we, the Dewey we, Cox we story. We may have to watch this one together, folks. Walk Hard. Shut this kid up. Walk Hard the Dewey oh, Cox Cliffy, story. You know what? We'll watch Cliffy's it. We'll watch it. We'll just come in and go, it's a shit movie. Walk Shop Hard the Dewey Cox story is not just. Very, very funny, very well done. It is in its own right one of the best music bios ever made. And it's it's not real. It's amazing because it spoofs everyone ever made. And we've spoken about it before when you see like Bohemian Rhapsody and you're like, this film came out 10 years after Walk Hard and it's committing all the sins yeah. that this film spoofs and satirizes. They, they, they told you not what they, not they, to do they took and the you've piss, done it anyway. They took the piss out of all of these lazy writing conventions in music bios and they did them brilliantly and then you've just done them shamelessly because <laughs> you have no imagination. But the point was they take the piss. So Dewey Cox goes in and records his first song, Walk Hard. He just comes up with it on the spot in the studio and then it gets pressed and released and it gets played on the radio and becomes a hit. 
And the guy goes, uh, this is America's newest number one song recorded by Dewey Cox just 30 minutes ago. And the gag is because that's what it was like. Yeah. Some bloke you've never heard of releases a song and it's a huge hit. And then he releases another song and you're like, this is the guy that did the other song that we like. He doesn't have an album. So it's the only way you can do is buy the next song, the next EP. And it becomes a hit of 45. And that becomes a hit as well. How many people had songs out that never became a hit? No, exactly. No, I understand that. So you only needed one to kind of light the fire. Traction. Yeah, but why? Yeah, but yeah, you but need to watch the, Walk Hard. That you love. You need to rewatch La Bamba and and just appreciate. This is a, this is a fucking true story, mate. And it's not particularly this guy was interesting. In, this guy had a number one hit. He was in high school. It's not particularly interesting. It's like, oh yeah, okay, fair enough. And then he died. It's like Will Smith. Uh, I'm dead. <laughs> Hey, honey, take a picture. Hey, honey, take a picture. I'm hanging. What an idiot. Good. Good. More for me and you? Good. It took you a little bit to get that, but you got it. Ma, the The meatloaf. Fuck. I don't know what she's doing back there. I never know what she's doing. What's his name? Chaz. Chaz Reinhold. Reinhardt, I think. He's cleaning up. Um, it's yeah, La Bamba, not good. Dewey Cox, you need to watch it. You love music bios, you unashamedly love music bios. Yes, but you, I, I, I'm not I'm, I'll, okay. I'll give this a go. This is genuinely you need to re watch La Bamba this is, to appreciate how good this it is. This is genuinely in its own right a fabricated character. And Tim, wind up. We spoke about the financial fair play in football for 35 minutes, mate. This pod is a write off, write off. Right off, that's what I said. Right. I think you said ride. No, like right on time. Yeah. Black Um, black black box. box. So please watch Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. You love music bios. This is one of the greatest music bios ever made. You're a black box fan? Uh, No, I don't know what that is. Um, So this week's SI Morales. What a a track. This week's SI Morales Memorial Buster Nut Trophy. We're going to say the man's first name and his last name on the count of three. Yep. One, two, three. Brody Brody Camp. Okay. (laughs) Excellent stuff. We can uh, we can move on from that. I think that's uh, a couple of uh, SIs for Brody. Yes. And <laughs> when he plays well, he starts well. Or when he starts well, he plays well. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's not what you said's not incorrect. That's no. right. Um, Tom Linton. The form of our prime movers, what has happened, question mark. Walsh, Kennedy, Cripps, Hewitt, gone from dominant clearance team to lacklustre at best. No synergy, no spark. It's all very dull. He says it was good to see Martin Cunningham look sharp in the VFL. Um, a fit Cunningham in the midfield. Uh, he's so clean. I think Dad watched the most. I was at Box Hill. Dad watched most of that. And he sort of said, he goes, Cunningham's like, he goes, he's, he gets it and he just he hits a target. He goes, he's handballing it and hitting targets. And like, he goes. Wait for the tweet you know, tomorrow. He's pulled up sore. Calf. It probably has. But on Tom's point, yeah, look, it is a problem. And we've spoken about it before. That's why when these guys aren't quite clicking like they were, you need to inject something new. You need to have a different look. You need to be prepared to offer players an opportunity to run through there. You need to create a bit of jeopardy for guys that maybe aren't in great form. And we've done none of that. And it's got to the point where it's now too big of a problem. Did Cowan play? I don't know. I didn't see the game. No. Apparently Marchbank played, got through. So yeah. again, these are just footballers that have teased for so these long. These are just names now, t- yeah, Tim. Yeah, you just and you don't even know you don't even know what to anticipate. And look, 
you know, however this season plays out, whoever's in charge, all of that, it just has to be a monster pre-season for a whole heap of yep. players if they're even on the list. What are we doing with pick four? Yeah. Pick five Why? at the moment. It'll end up being pick four. We need to get aggressive. Yeah. Well, the shame is, uh, from everything I can understand, this is a very good key position draft, and it's the one set of position. That's fine. We can trade. Well, we need midfielders. That's a shitload of them and fast ones at that. There's not many of them. Um, Christian Chapcoon has asked a question, not directly for you, but I will direct it at you, Timbo. Is Buku Karma gettable? <laughs> well, it's funny if you... Is Buku any better than Dom? Dom who? Kui. Uh, yeah, no, he is. He's more ready-made than Dom is. Um, if you listen to any Western Bulldog supporters, they're, they're most aggrieved that he's not in the team. They think he flat out should be in there. So I can't say that I've watched Buku play much in the last probably three years, so I can't speak uh, uh, intelligibly about him. But play him on a half-forward flank, third tall, third... Third tall defender, play him on a wing. Couldn't be any worse than what we're doing at the moment. I'm just going to write out here, there's uh, Christian, some blowhard um, has had a crack at Christian for that tweet, obviously not getting the reference to the show and stuff. Yeah. He's tweeted um, something about Carlton despair, sort of having a pot. And you know what I love too? If you're going to do that for clout on Twitter. Be right. Be right's a good start. No, quote tweet him. Don't take a screenshot of it and put it on your timeline. Is that what you're doing? No, no. So this guy, Lenny Phil 29s, Len Phil 29s done it. And he said, uh, you think you've seen the ultimate in support of despair, but this takes the cake. So I'm just going to respond, heads up. This is a reference to our show. And a pod pod favourite discussion from five years ago. Welcome to the party, pal. um, That's still one of the great moments. Yeah. Yeah, so there's what, a next generation Sean, academy kid called Bugu Karmas. <laughs> Sean and I were just baffled. I thought you were talking about the moment in Die Hard. Yeah, that was a great moment. Yeah. So to Lenny Phil out there, um, yeah, as I said, if you want to, if you want to get some traction and try to embarrass someone, first first things first, be in on the gag and understand what the point of view is. And if you want to uh, take a screenshot, yeah, just quote tweet him. Yep. So then he can respond to you and say, "No, you don't get it. It's a it's a bit of a back and forth." It's a long-running thing, mm. you fucking hero. But maybe that's a lesson in it for Lenny. Um, Sean got aggressive just then. No, I'll just say, like, we, hey, we hey, cop, hey, there's Twitter etiquette. We cop, we cop shit like this all the time. And you're like, if you want to, if you want to take something that we've said, and in general garner some likes for it, at least give the person you're trying to take the piss out of a right of reply or an opportunity to go. Now you don't get it, or you've completely fucked that up, mate. Or just engage with you in a dialogue to say, no, here's my point of view. I hear. I hear. Um, Nicholas D said the Russell decision. What's going on here? Yeah, we spoke. So about that's it been earlier. confirmed. Not confirmed publicly, but I have sought clarification, and we believe that's the case. Who have you sought it from? Well, I'm not going to tell you. Okay, so sources. Yes. Is it the two big? Tomato, speaking of sources, barbecue, congratulations to barbecue, the Central barbecue Coast Plum, of course. One of my Central sources. Coast Mariners. I spruiked the barbecue plum the other day when I got some nuggets. The lads were in the office and they said, "Oh, what's this?" And I said, "Look, Sean recommended it." I said, "It's actually you're going to be you're going to be shocked to hear this." It's my nine year old son. Okay, it's Miles Morales. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> Tim was just showing off some art. I mean, it's not terrible, I suppose. It's not bad. It's good. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, we don't need to labour on that. Um, it's nine years old. I, not Jesus Christ. It's like a Picasso. Picasso. No, it's like that Picasso. He's art. Um, <laughs> what was that ad? Han Superdrive. Oh, yeah, no, but it was no. that was it was Mr. Kerrigan. Um, anyway, so the barbecue plum came up, and I said, "Give it a crack," and they've instantly put it above the. See, the number one source in everyone's mind sweet and sour. is sweet and sour from, from McDonald's, which you should be able to buy commercially at the shops. Absolutely, you should. Every other restaurant does that bar Maccas. Well, I suppose they don't, have, they don't have a lot of sources, do they? But your Nando's make a bit of a – if you could buy, it, they would be – this idea that it would cost them sales and whatever, people aren't buying the nuggets purely for the sweet and sour sauce. No. So if you just sold the sweet and sour sauce in its own bottle – you would be then selling its that own what? Its own bottle. Give us. <laughs> it was very. <laughs> no, I just made the length of a bottle with my hands. If you sold it in its own bottle, you could then make six dollars a bottle. Yeah. And people would buy. They'd buy it. They'd buy it like they do tomato sauce. It just seems dumb. But the barbecue plum, unbelievable. Yeah, no, very from, nice. from from where? Hungry Jacks. Hungry Jacks. So if, it is really good. So I agree you, with so that. So if you can stand the mean girls like being <laughs> incredibly rude to you at the window <laughs> and being making you feel like a complete fucking idiot. Do you know where the service is really nice? And I'm gonna give them a shout out. Mernda O'Porto. Horrible at their job, but overly polite. What at Plenty Valley or what? No, Mernda. Plenty Valley is in South Morang. So I think it's actually Mill Park, technically. So a Porto Munda, like in the Stocklands development? Or? No, it's in uh, the BP. In the BP? On the BP on Plenty oh, Road. All right. Len, Lenjet, go past. <laughs> JC, John Connell, was asked, uh, the chilli peppers or Pearl Jam? <laughs> Do you want an answer to that? You can give me one if you want. It's the chili. Oh, it's the for, chili for me, peppers, for me, it's it's chili peppers. It's not even a conversation. No, Pete. Pete, I reckon Pete's got pearl jam ahead. I do like the chili peppers, but I think I'd put pearl jam ahead. Personally, personally, it's chili peppers. Longevity is with the chili peppers. Steph has said, "What's stopping our midfield from contributing to the goals tally?" Seems last year they were more likely to take this task on. Yeah, yeah it's an absolute. It's definitely a problem. But our, look, in terms of contributing to the goal tally, we've got a lot of areas. That can say our forward. Our starting point is too defensive. Our so forward, therefore getting uh, forward is difficult. Our forward players are barely doing that. Um, but it's a it's a good point to be made. They were impacting the scoreboard, which was making it easier for us to win because we weren't relying on a couple of guys to kick Sh- our goals. Spreading the load. Um, Mark has said, Can we finally move past McGovern and make this his last game for the club? Kemp is showing more McGovern can't take an uncontested mark. I, look, I tweeted it when McGovern dropped that one, that I said, you know, the frustrating thing is he'll take a much more difficult mark in 10 mm. minutes. Well, there was one... It just it, makes you go... When, when, when he did that bit, the ball came in and he was behind his opponent. He read it quicker. He ran around him. He got to front position. He jumped at the ball and he spilt it. And I turned to an old bloke next to me and I said... Did you know this guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't even know what his name was. His but, name was uh, <laughs> Jerry McGee. And but, he works as a plumber <laughs> at a distributor now. He's retired. He lives with his wife down in uh, Mount Eliza. Shout out. Not a listener. Shout out. Not a listener. <laughs> <laughs> Great. But I just said to him, I said, he's done the hard bit and he's fucked up the easy bit. And I just thought that was... It, Typical. It was so what we do. Mm. 
This is how. Leonard Puglia has asked, can next week's data ganoush be a calculation of how many times we kicked a Crips as the outlet from a back line? It's almost as if we have confused him for Sticks Kernahan. I like that one. Do we want data ganoush to be a a request? How many times do we kick to, obviously not on the weekend, but Durden and Motlop, like as if they're – As lead-up forwards. We used to do this with Eddie Betts, but Eddie Eddie could – Eddie could mark. Eddie was the best small centre-half forward in the competition. <laughs> um, so do, do we want to do that? Data Ganoush can be a, a, a user request? Yeah, but I, I need a consensus by a certain time so I can actually well, track Can it. you actually put a tweet out then? You won't do this. You'll forget. Okay, can so you, you, you'll put a tweet out. Can you put, can put a tweet out saying requests for Data Ganoush this week and then you can focus on that and give us some rock-hard numbers? I think when Pedo's back, it's going to be focused on him. Not every week. Fuck off it is because I want to compare I like it how he goes – like he was real bogan then. He was like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was like, all right. No, because I'm convinced champion data and your boy, Luffy. Luffy. I think, it's, I think, it's, I think it's Hoiny now. Um, what's happened? What, sorry, what are you both checking your phone for? Something big happened? They, they, they found no. Saddam again? No. Um, Jack MS, what's the fucking point? That's a good question. And – I don't know if it's Gigantor, Gigantor, Tim, Gigantor, or Gigantor. I don't know. Gigantor. Gigantor. (laughs) Unusual name. Um, If you were made coaches of Carlton, how would you turn this shit show around? Let's face it, you probably have more of a clue than Voss. We don't. Um, I would walk in and I would just immediately say, how do you want to play? Ball movement. But not in a seeding responsibility way. I would get the big whiteboard out. And we've sort of spoken about this in the past, but I'd say, I'd go, what are our strengths? As a playing group, what are our strengths? Yeah, we'll put them up on the whiteboard. We do this, we do this. We're going, yeah, okay. So what we want to do is we want to play a style of football that complements that, not contradicts it. Yeah? Sardi, mate, we want you bounding. It's, it's, it's give them the carrot, isn't it? We want yeah. you bounding at a halfback. We want you giving us run. We want you taking, you know, scubba dibbity, taking 700 metres a week. You know, Charlie, we want you leading up at the ball, attacking the ball hard, wheeling around on the right and putting them through from 55. We want you lifting the crowd. It's going, Cripper, get it, release. Walshie, run, break the lines, break your opponent. Challenge the other teams with what we do well. Yep. Do you know what I'd say to them? Have fun. We're in hell right now. Gordon Bombay, Gordon Bombay style. Believe me. I'd be coming with my Bombay coat. Did you bring this quote? we could say here. Did you bring up this quote on the screen? Are you just reading this off the screen? Get the shit kicked out of us. Or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time. That's the most overrated speech in history. In movie it's history. fucking brilliant. It's fine. It's now okay. I can't do it for you. I'm too, too old. old. I've just had a baby. I look around. I've just had a baby. See these young faces and I think. Because <laughs> I'm 85 years old. My wife's pregnant. He's 83. My He's 29. No, nah, De Niro's 79. De Niro's 79. My 29-year-old piece of ass. What did he say in heat? <laughs> you got a big ass. <laughs> was that line? Big ass. And you had your head <laughs> all the way up. <laughs> the way he delivers that line, it's like he's in another movie. Heat, <laughs> heat like- and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Uh, you, the Al Pacino soundboards are filled with – people think it's all Scarface. It's not. It's Glenn Gary, it's Gary Glenn, Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross. He's 90% of it. This and then is he- Ricky Roma. <laughs> you just cussed me. $5,000. I had coffee with McCully. At a new Half Cadillac. an hour ago. <laughs> At a new Cadillac. 
What a oh, film. I'm going to have your job. <laughs> <laughs> what a movie. What am I going to do this month? We see that one a lot. I told you the story that we rang. <laughs> we rang Maurice. <laughs> we rang Maurice while Maurice was working in. Uh... Hi, Ricky. This is Richard <laughs> Roma. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, no. Hi, Richard. This is Alex Biller from GTA. <laughs> You just cost me $6,000. Oh, oh, sorry, what? $6,000. Then you can it. Oh, I'm going to have your job <laughs> shit in. Oh, shit. What, what was so unbelievable is that we were pissing ourselves. How do you not hear us laughing? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> There's a guy did one where he rang a he rang someone. Can I can I Richard? It's Alex uh, Bill from I'm GTA. Sorry. My name is Richard Roma. Can I Richard? Oh, uh, some guy they did a prank one of those. You can find it on YouTube. Ricky Roma like prank call, and he, he was like an American businessman. I don't, it was like a small business. He whatever he did a plumber or something. Yeah, and it, they did the same thing. And it's like he he starts going what. Yeah, and, but, and, and then, then that guy getting, arcs up, and then he yeah, then he goes he gets angry. Scarface is yeah. like. Fuck you. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Um, I don't know which one we're up to now. I'm not sure. We've done Millionaire. We've done... Uh, we, haven't, we haven't done Millionaire. Oh, we haven't done Millionaire, have we? Let me buy a pack of gum. I'll show you how to chew it. I'll show you how to chew it. We, okay, well, okay, we'll, we'll, and we'll it's do Millionaire then. Obviously got the sense of a woman. Hoo-ha! Hoo-ha! Hold on, where's my Millionaire? Oh... All right. Timbo wanted this wrapped up 45 minutes ago, but Timbo. This is Richard. Just take a stab at the first thing that comes to mind and we'll get out of here. Yeah. That that would not be on brand. (laughs) What what I did last week. I can come up with it. Hold on. I've gone two from two. Can I give you a Johnny Raincloud while we wait for it? Actually, hold on. This is an excellent idea, Tim. Well done. We will do. All right, Tim. Your Johnny Raincloud is. We, because I'm a very smart man and I learn from my mistakes. You don't make them. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, a few weeks ago, my Johnny Raincloud was um, East Doncaster McDonald's corner of Blackburn Road, Doncaster Road. They, mate, they, they screwed me out of a... a- um, sweet and sour sauce the other night for the second time in a row. So I've rocked up after Torrens run the boundary for Beverly Hills out at Heidelberg today and driven in, yep. long line. They have the two lines that go through and I thought, we're going to be here for fucking ever. So I said, we'll drive around the corner, we'll park, we'll go in, mm. we'll order on the screens, yep. we'll wait, we'll get it and we'll beat those assholes in the line. <laughs> so it's a rude attitude to have to his other people just trying to get lunch. Great, sure. great idea. 2.25 was when the order was placed. At 2.50, I've gone up. And in fairness, we were number 171. We were waiting for 172. Uh, 1.72 was given their order just before us. But at some point, somebody said, oh, 20 nuggets. And there was a bit of, you know, no one knew what was going on. I thought, we've got 20 nuggets in our order. I thought, any money. Just walk in and just get an order one day. 125. Yep. Thanks. Well, just- I... Leave. I reckon there's every chance. So anyway, in the end, I've gone up and I've just said, "Oh, look, you know, we're just weighing on one seventy one. You, you know, just talking about nuggets with somebody else before might be our order." And they go, "No, no, 
you're here. And they just said, oh, it's here. And I said, how long has that been sitting there for? And they sort of said, oh, I don't know. And then I looked at it and we had our drinks and it, there was only fries in the other one. And I said, well, where are the nuggets and the two burgers? And they've got, oh, look, I think somebody's taken it. We're going to have to make it for you again. And I said, I've waited 25 minutes already. I, how long do you expect me to wait for? It's a sad state of affairs. This used to be the benchmark. Yeah. And so then we're still waiting five minutes for this shit to come out. And then I sort of, and then I sort of, it's like fab on the toilet. And I sort of said to the woman, I said, and these fries have been here for what, 10, 15 minutes? I said, you want me to eat them as well? And I actually got a little bit shirty, and I don't actually like doing that because, and, and they were busy, and I had a couple of people come up after. When you do said, it, it's meaningful though. They said, oh, we've been really, really busy. I said, yeah, I get that. I said, but it seems everybody else is getting their order, not me. When I had that incident, I had that incident. But there needs to be someone just patrolling and they don't, handing out the food. Their system is diabolically it's hot, bad. It's horrendous. Like they, they got this, they put the bags on the counter with the, and it's whoever's come up with this at McDonald's University or whatever it's called. It's diabolically bad, and they need to get away from it. But I had that issue too, Tim. With the same McDonald's, I, I don't know what I got, and it was similar. You're standing there, and I kind of sit on the. If anyone knows the Blackburn Road McDonald's, I kind of sit um, where the McCafe begins. Yep. Just so I'm fucking right there. Yep. So when they call out whatever number, and we've spoken about this before, for the love of God, if anyone there is fucking listening, can you put printer rolls in the <laughs> fucking receipt uh, printer? Well, I at least got my printed roll of 171. <sighs> so in the end, I just said to him, I said, you know what? But the point is, you put your order in, your 171, and you're kind of going, am I getting a like a sheet of paper here to yeah. confirm what my number is? So then I can give it to you to get my order? or You don't need it. No, but it comes up on the screen and you're sort of going, I prefer to have it so mm. I can kind of go. Yeah, that is me. That is me. Awesome. But anyway. So so in the end, after waiting another five minutes, I, I just said to them, I said, look, you know what? I don't want this anymore. Give me a refund. I said, I want a refund. And then the woman who was the manager, she pre- you know when you go and you put your order in, and you got to press all the fucking buttons and you're adding medium fries to your meal and all that sort of stuff. Mm. She had to delete everything off the order one thing at a time. And I'm looking at her and I said, do you have to delete everything on the order one at a time? And she goes, oh, yeah. I thought... It's kind of, is it, why does it not just delete all? This is Refund. Exactly. And, so, and, and in the end, I, I thought, fuck it, I'm waiting that fucking long. I might as well at least get the food. Anyway, in the end, one of the other guys came up and he sort of said, well, what do you want? And I said, one million dollars. <laughs> I said, give me my money. I said, we're going to KFC. And we went out and we drove down the road. We drove into KFC. We placed our water. We paid our money. Was everyone dirty? <laughs> Pretty clean. Yeah. Um, but, but it would have taken us to drive from Macca's, go into the KFC, order and receive it and drive out. Not even 10 minutes. So I had the same problem, Tim, when I was sitting there at the corner of however, the field. However, my gripe was oh. it was halftime in the GWS game and we were really keen to go home and watch the third quarter. We got home, fourth quarter was starting, and it's sort of like, thanks very much, we missed a whole quarter of football. Oh, it was today. It was today. There you go. This is, a, this fresh, is a fresh gripe. Piping hot Johnny Rankler. Fucking Rankwell. pissed off I was. I, so when I had that issue with the McDonald's, same thing, I... I I was sitting there, and they didn't call or anything. And I was there for about twenty-five. I was there for a long time, and they they weren't super busy. But I, like, I sort of stood up at one point, and because we got like five or six numbers past my order, correct. And he's sort of going, "Have you called? Have you called whatever my order number was? Have you called this?" And there was a bit of confusion. Oh, I don't know. Looking at five thousand receipts on the table, mm. and I don't have a receipt, of course. Yeah, because it doesn't work. And and this guy actually came up. Sort of, they said, "No, no, not yet." I went, "Oh, okay." And it had been a long time. 
And this guy actually rolled up to me and said, this place is a fucking mess. Yeah, it is. Because, like, for locals who've been going there for a long time, Absolutely. it's like, this place is a mess. Yeah, I, just, I, I genuinely, I don't think I'd really ever had a problem with Blackburn Road McDonald's in a long well, time. And, to, and, they've and they've gone, all turned to shit. Well, it, it was horrendous. I was speaking to a guy who used to work there, and because when we, we spoke about yeah, it recently. the former owner who ran the tight and ship. And he said, oh, he, was, he, he was like, no, nah, he was like, he was, he was fantastic, but he was like, had an extraordinary amount of pride in the business and all that stuff. And he's, whether he's passed on or retired, he certainly retired, but sold the franchise or whatever. And you sort of, you're just like, this place is just a mess. Yeah. It's just an absolute mess. Well, and it's just sort of like, and, and I know it's selfish, but you just sit there and you're going, look, okay, so there's been 30 orders go through while we've been here and everybody else seems to have gotten their food but us. And it's sort of like, and, and it was sort of like. It's frustrating, Tim, because it's fast food. Well, that's that's the theory. You're not meant to be waiting 30 minutes. Yeah. It's annoying. My Johnny Raincloud is I was sitting next to a guy at the footy last night. He was just behind me. And he was one of those. Friday night? Friday night. He's one of those jerk-offs who like uh, coaches the players. Yeah, you okay. ever sat with one of those people? So yeah. like we're sitting in the queue deck. We're sitting on the top tier of the you know MCG mm. in the away. And he's sitting there and he's like, you got to do better than that, Tommy. You got to take the body, mate. And he's all night. Gotta go fat side, boys. You gotta move the ball. What are we doing, boys? And he, I think he was just there on his own. <laughs> and it was just like, shut the fuck up. Did he think he had a pair? Of, he had the headphones on. I'm not sure what he thought he was doing. Vossy, get Benson off. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> that? I love it. No, but he thought he thought he was having a conversation. With the oh, you big fucking <laughs> spastic! <laughs> rocket, 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 we, rocket. We can't concentrate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bloody will again! <laughs> it's one of the greats. My favourite with that whole situation is that Rocket tries to say it wasn't him. Mate, who, if they could get Rocket, not only did they get Rocket right, if Leon. Someone, the Leon is perfect. The so. Leon's actually the most impressive part because it's just note perfect. I love it. He goes, Rocket, Rocket. Oh, fucking just. Cameron's doing his mind. You big shithead. <laughs> how long, how, okay, guys, how long has Minton been on for? Bloody will again! It's like rocket, Get rocket, him rocket, off. rocket, we can't think. Rocket. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. And then and he, he explodes he, again. Yeah. <laughs> um, you fucking big spastic. So anyway, the guy sitting near me all night. You know, Timbo, Timbo, mate, you gotta do better, Tim. You gotta lay a tackle, Timbo. You gotta put pressure on. And he's just going, shut the fuck, fuck up. up. Please. My Johnny Raincloud is very similar to Tim's. Oh. Very healthy diets in this room. Yeah, just correct, correct. Got and home. Me complaining about my waistline. <laughs> picked up the boys on Monday. We went to see. Not important. Went to see one of Kelly's relatives is in hospital. Um, picked up the boys from my in-laws. Got home and it was like eight thirty. And I said to oh, Kelly, "That's fucking four hours past their bedtime. How are they going?" No, they'd eaten at their. Yeah, but the boys were still up. Like, what's house. happening there? You're a fucking idiot. Um. Said to Kelly, you hungry? Yeah, we'll get something. Say 30. You south. didn't do the John Patton? The what? The John Patton? Yeah, you hungry, Kel? I don't you know. You don't know that is. one? No. I'll tell it off, Pod. Um, <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. So oh, I said, who oh, fucking yeah. cares? It was it's, probably, it's, she it's, basically it's, says, this, he's flirting with some chick on the text, and he's like, oh, what are you having for dinner? And she said, oh, I think I'll have some steak. And he said, how about my dick? Oh, John Patton from GWS. And it was like, it was like fucking smooth, John. Okay. Real smooth <laughs> stuff, mate. Um, I said, oh, we'll get some Uber. All right. 8.30. I thought, we'll go online. The Greek store was 
opened. They the said, Greek store. It's called Enna. Okay. Um, it had 20 to 30 minutes. However, priority delivery was 15 to 20 minutes. You pay in premium for that? Right. You pay $4. It's yeah, $3. It's worth it. Right. And I thought, it's 8.30. We don't want to eat too late. So, yeah. Spunk for the premium. All right. Food arrives at 10 past 10. Wowee. All right. At what point? A, unacceptable. What, top, what day was this? Monday night. Yeah, it's a weeknight as well. What stage do you think you should be refunding my priority? I don't give a shit if I was the first person What time up. do you place the order? 8.30. 8.30? Yeah, I reckon once we get to 10 past 9. All right. That $3 gets automatically refunded because guess what? Priority or not, I don't care if I'm the first one up. You've taken too long. I'm paying for the 15 to 20 minutes, not to be first up. I could be third up. If it's here within 15, 20 minutes, I'm happy. But you don't know how far up you are. Prick. I like that. I like those Johnny Ranklades. There was a theme to them. That's good. I like it a lot. Let's wrap it up, Timbo. All right, you ready? Yep. I'm a bit frustrated that I'd written the question out. I can, I can make do, but I'd written the question out properly and for some reason it hadn't saved. That's annoying. Let's go, Kenny. The Fender Company are famous, of course, for making guitars. Your question today, Tim, is what was the first model of guitar sold by the Fender Company? Electric guitar, they're famous for. What was the first electric guitar made by the Fender Company? Was it the Fender Duo Sonic? Was it the Fender Telecaster? Was it the Fender Jaguar? Or was it the Fender Esquire? Those are your options, Tim Davis. Well, being the guitarist that I am, the only Fender I am familiar with is the Stratocaster. And given that it is not one of my four Options. Um, You're off, Tim. Whatever your name is, Fabian. I'm in a bit of trouble. Are you so, got to go, go shit your pants. So, with that in mind, do I get uh, my lifeline's just gone out to shit his pants? So, do I get a fifty-fifty? No. No. Okay. You got to phone a friend if you can. If you can wait for Fab to return. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> uh, so, 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 Fender. Duo Sonic. Jaguar, Telecaster, Esquire. In the absence of any meaningful reason as to why I would do anything on this list other than the fact that I know Stratocaster, so therefore Telecaster would at least be on the same theme of which I'm familiar with, mm-hmm. I'm going to lock in B, the Fender, Telecaster, lock in B. Sean, let's see how we go. Gonna lock in B, the Fender Telecaster. Very famous company, Fender. Been making guitars now for a very long time, 73 years, which would mean that 1950 was the first time they released a guitar. The Duo Sonic and the Jaguar, they came after 1950. The Telecaster and the Esquire both arrived in 1950. Wow, eh? So you've gotten half right. <laughs> You've been beaten by a matter of months. The Fender Esquire was sold in 1950. It was followed later by the Telecaster 
Uh, they are effectively referred to as sister guitars. They came out in the same year uh, and were not overly similar to one another, but the Tele, of course, is one of the more legendary guitars, and I don't know if it's ever gone out of production, but certainly in production at the moment. Uh, and the other two, they've come and gone throughout the years and been in production. I think the Jaguars had, I think, four runs. I think you can get one at the moment, but it went 30-odd years where you couldn't. Uh, the Duo Sonics thing's out at the what moment. What does Keithy use? Strat. Yeah. He's got quite a few. I figured he did. Yeah, he's got four or five. Given that he was able to knock back the one that uh, Fabian got from a <laughs> junkyard me. or whatever else. Remember what a, what a, like, remember what a trial that was. <laughs> Like his I shouldn't talk about him when he's not in the dad's room because that's not really fair. Dad's got beautiful guitars, um, <laughs> an acoustic one, a couple of electric ones, and uh, yeah, pride and joy, really. And Fabian just thought, you know what would go nicely with those actual guitars? This Elvis Presley, Presley signature piece of shit that I found on the street. <laughs> uh, I think it was his and it was in his garage and he just wanted to get rid of it. And it was like... Yeah, one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, one of those ones. It was like, yeah, he was he was aghast that I didn't go. Wonderful, fab. Thank you very much. This will, yeah. He should have Jeff Jarrett someone with it. He should have smashed it over someone's head <laughs> and just shattered it into a million pieces. Like in those, um, not panic rooms, but they have the the rooms now where people you can take oh, escape your escape room. No, 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 no escape room. You can just go in and you can bust shit up. Oh wow. Yeah, so it's it's like the old, you know, if you've got a bit of pent-up aggression and all that sort of stuff. You just rock up to these places and you smash old televisions. Why do you just go to the gym or something? Well, there's obviously that's an alternative so do as well. You, is, it, is it like you get a bill afterwards? No, no. I, I and think it's like, mate, you've just smashed up that TV. That's, <laughs> that'll that's, cost you $1,300. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you I, just smashed up that 1998 TAC 32-inch flat <laughs> screen. Awa. Yeah. Um, yeah. However it works and however they get there, whether it's donations or they're getting stuff from op shops that can't be sold or whatever else it happens to be, they're, they're evidently – I've never been to one. Do you I've think only that's promoting the right kind of behaviour? Well, at least if you can go off-site and do it rather than bash up something in your mm. own home or – I'm not sure we should be promoting, as a society, property sort destruction, of wanton property destruction. But then, as you say, if it saves a bit of domestic violence because somebody's got their uh, their frustrations out and they can come back and join society and be good as gold, well, no, why I not? So. It's a little bit like Fight Club, but just a little bit more... Well, with uh, property rather than people. With property and, and not fictional. Well, we're not going to wait for Fab to get back. I don't know what he's doing. Um, he might have had an emergency. We never know what he's doing <laughs> back there. don't know what he's doing back there. Um, for me, Sean Peter Watch, thank you so much for listening in. We're going to do a Prender DJ now. As always, hashtag Prender DJ if you would like to get a shout-out uh, you don't even have to be correct. We usually shout you out anyway. So if you just want to shout out, hashtag Prenda DJ with what you think the theme of this song is. Uh, for Faba Ganoush, Rivaducci. Regazzi. Regazzi. For Tim Davis. Always a pleasure, Sean. Back to do it all again next week. Let's get those Goodbye. bombers.
Easy money, easy, easy checks.